Eagle 107 is WEGH, Northumberland, Sealands Grove. Your home for Sealands Grove Seals football. Sealands Grove Seals play on Eagle 107. He's got room. He's turning all the burners inside the 30, inside the 20, inside the 10. Touchdown for the Sealands Grove Seals. Now it's time for Seals game day from the heart of Seal Nation. Driven by Sunbury Motors. It's a preview of tonight's Seals game. The Heartland Conference and games all over the central Susquehanna Valley. Here are Pat O'Brien and Ryan Brandt. Welcome to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field for tonight's opening round of the District 4 Quad A Playoffs. And welcome to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motors with Ford, Hyundai, and Lincolns in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza in Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors Key as routes 11 and 15 on the strip in Hummel's Wharf. This is Pat O'Brien. I'll be joined shortly by my broadcast partner, Ryan Brandt. Tonight, it's about being a part of football history in Snyder County as the Seals Grove Seals host the Midwest Mustangs. Last week, the Mustangs completed their first high school football regular season with a 31-20 win over Tunkhannock and finished 5-4, and four, while the Seals finished 4-6 and six after the loss to Montoursville, 10-7. The Seals look to bounce back after two consecutive losses, and the Seals look to advance in the district championship game or to the district championship game for the seventh year in a row. While Midwest is looking to get their first district playoff win in their first district playoff game. Well, Ryan, the Seals entered this game as heavy favorites over the Midwest Mustangs, but to do that, they'll need to have some offense. In the five of their six losses, the Seals have only scored one touchdown. That obviously needs to be better. Uh, yeah, obviously. I mean, you got to put points up on the board and able to win games. And last week's game was a 10-7 uh, a thriller, I guess, if you call it that, with a game-winning field goal uh, against Montoursville here last week. Uh, but really, it was all in the big pass play to Nyland. That's all Seals Grove offense was able to do was a big play. So, you know, you're here you go. We're, we're uh, district semifinals. We're here. Throw out the regular season. It's done. It's a whole new season now. It's, it's win or go home. Uh, in this case, stay home. And uh, a lot of first here for Seals Grove. Uh, you know, or I mean, a lot of first in, in this game tonight. Midwest first season. First time as Midwest in a district uh, playoff game. It's the first time Seals Grove's entered the district playoffs with a losing record. So a lot of weird firsts. One first that I don't want to see tonight is Seals Grove has never lost in the semifinals of the district playoffs. So we don't want that first tonight. And like you said, if they can get some offense going tonight, get some things going uh, at that offensive line, that line of scrimmage, and, and open up some running lanes as it is starting to rain, which will affect the passing game, Seals can get out and get some points, and we won't have to worry about that first loss ever in the district semifinals. You talk about both teams and how they've gotten to this point to advance to district playoff action. First for Seals Grove, they started out with a loss to Lewisburg, 33-22. to They bounced back and got a home win against Jersey Shore, winning that one 31-10. Jersey Shore is the number one seed in District 4 Quad A. The winner here tonight would probably be playing the Jersey Shore Bulldogs on the road next week. But then Seals Grove lost to Southern Columbia 48-0. They did come back home again for back-to-back games. They beat Chick 35 nothing before losing to Berwick 21-7. to Seals go ahead and go on the road and take on Loyal Sock. They won that one 34-7. They returned home, lost to Shemokin 44-8 before back-to-back road games. They beat Central Mountain 41-13, lost to Danville 
31 to 7, and last week lost to Montoursville on a, a, a game-ending field goal by Montoursville. They won that one 10 to 7. Looking at Midwest coming at five and four, they beat Marion Catholic to get their first ever win. And they did that one 43-20. They lost to Blue Mountain 35 nothing. They beat Shenandoah Valley 30 to nothing. They lost to Jim Thorpe at Jim Thorpe 55 to 7. They beat Penns Valley in overtime 30-29 before losing to Nativity BM BVM 9 to 8. They lost to Athens 24-19. They beat uh, Phoenician Academy 59-0 in one last week to make it back-to-back wins to end the regular season for Midwest. They beat Tunkanic at Tunkanic 31-20. Ryan, we talk about it all the time, and I mentioned it to Derek Hicks as well. Strength of schedule, and, and I know you say it as well as you already did, throw out the regular season, but there is something to be said about how you go about your schedule. And, of course, with Midwest just piecing a schedule together, they took all comers. But Seals Grove continues year in and year out, having one of the toughest schedules in the area, and uh, they took their lumps. Uh, Yeah, and, you know, strength of schedule between the two teams isn't even close. I mean, it's completely opposite ends of the universe there. Uh, And, and, you know, and I always say it, you know, Seals Grove's tough schedule prepares them for state playoff runs. Um, and the, the only problem with it is it also puts you in a position, though, where a team like Jersey Shore, if you get the win tonight, you got to travel to a team you beat all because they played a weaker schedule, which puts you in a tough position, you know, when you come to a district championship. So I still think, though, you, that the tougher schedule is where it's at. That's where you build a program, and that's where you prep yourself for a real run. So, um, but, yeah, it's, it's crazy when you look at the two schedules. And, you know, and Midwest was really – at the mercy of whoever would play them. I mean, they, they couldn't pick their schedule, and I think it's smart their first year. They don't go out and try and pick up the Berwicks and, and the Mount Carmels and Southern Columbia. That would not be beneficial for their program, but they're going to get tested tonight. I mean, this Steelers group team's four and six, but this is going to be one of the hardest-hitting, toughest four and six teams they probably play, uh, and and it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. You got it's a lot of hype, a lot of hype, and you said, you know, you even got a call who was the call from? The call was from the Snyder County Sheriff's Office. Uh, John Zeckman gave me a call, and he wanted to get a piece of our Facebook page to put it on their Facebook page just to continue to get that uh, attention and get and just stir the pot a little bit and get excitement around it. And, boy, it just took off. 20,000 views this week. Mm-hmm. People, 20,000 people reached that Facebook page. That, that's amazing. 13,000-plus on one, on one post. And, Probably the post on that Facebook page at most will average like three to 4,000. So just the fact that Midwest has a football team now, it's a rivalry being born within the county. And uh, the best thing about it is is how the Midwest fans have been. They've been on the Facebook page saying, you know, go Mustangs. But, boy, as classy as can be. They're, they're turning it into a clean, fun, exciting event. And... Uh, I just like the maturity and the way they've handled it. It's been awesome to see the hype for this game. If you haven't been able to check it out, go to Seals Grow Seals on Eagle 107. It's our Facebook page, and uh, check out everything we just talked about. Big buildup to this game tonight. Both game, both teams out going through their pregame warm-ups. It is raining here, and uh, everyone taking cover here. But I would encourage you to come out and see history here at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field as the Seals Grove Seals will be hosting the the uh, Midwest Mustangs. We'll talk more about the Seals and their opponent here tonight. During Seals game day, we'll get a preview of the Lewisburg Green Dragons covered on 100.9 the Valley. 
We'll also have the Blaze Alexander Ford Tough Game of the Week brought to you by Blaze Alexander Ford, where it's worth the drive to Route 45. So stick around. This is Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motors on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. I can still remember the kids rolling around on that comfortable living room carpet. Remember when they were babies, they'd bang those pots and pans on the kitchen tile? I still remember the sounds of soccer and baseball cleats running on those hardwoods and you yelling, leave the shoes outside. (laughs) These floors have seen a lot and they still look so good. They've got some good years left on them. Just like we do, honey. Right? You bet, my dear. You bet. Carpet Man in Milton. Flooring for life. Blaze Alexander Ford is your premier Ford dealership on Route 45 in Lewisburg. Blaze Alexander Ford prides itself in offering the lowest price guaranteed on any new or used vehicle we have in stock. We currently have over $15 million of new and used inventory and over 500 vehicles to choose from. At Blaze Alexander Ford, you're always going to get the most for your trade-in and be treated the way you want to be treated after the sale. BlazeAlexanderFord.com. It's worth the drive to Route 45. For almost a half century, Central Pennsylvania has turned to Glicks in Sealands Grove for the best quality in garage doors, fireplaces, stoves, and awnings. With the area's most experienced installers, you know you'll be getting superior service and premium products from Glicks. It's the family name you've come to trust for nearly 50 years. Glicks on Route 15 North, Sealands Grove. And remember, we're always open on Facebook and Glicks.com. Murray Motors Chevrolet has everything a dealership should have from the experienced sales department, body shop, parts, and of course, full service department with easy, convenient drive up and drop off. Murray Motors Chevrolet has a bigger selection of new Chevrolets in stock backed by a lifetime powertrain warranty on the engine and transmission. And you always get the Murray Motors price match guarantee. Online at murraychevy.com. Murray Motors Chevrolet, still a half a mile south of Susquehanna Valley Mall, Seals Grove. Eagle 107. Number Motor Company here on Eagle 107, Eagle107.com, Pat O'Brien, Ryan Brandt, Zach Showers, and of course our producer, Sean Carey. We've moved into the postseason here at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field with the winner tonight playing the winner of Columbia Montour Votech, who is traveling to take on the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. But before we get talking more about this uh, game here tonight and, and hearing from Headbank, Derek Hicks. Last week we had an opportunity. Ryan was down on the field, as we always do. We grab uh, players from down on the field to get a chance to chit-chat with them. Well, last week we had an opportunity to interview Joe Kahn. In a day and age where it's difficult sometimes to address kids and understand that it's team first and the rest of it will come, all the accolades, everything else that comes with it. If you can put team first, Ryan, and in, in, in your position now as head coach at Milton and, and things going on there, I know that's going to be the focus. If we can bring our team together and put team first, we're going to be successful. And last week, Joe Kahn really put it out there for all to hear that last week, under the circumstances, he did put team first. Uh, yeah, and it, it's a concept that everyone has to buy into, and, and it always takes a few special kids on a team to jumpstart that uh, that concept. I, I've been coaching you know, basketball for well, almost 15 years now, and I've had some teams where the team bonds, and those teams are by far the most successful Maybe not in total record all the time because it does come down to town as well, but just out achieving what they probably should have. And and I actually have had the pleasure of of coaching an AAU team last year that my son's on, and and it's just a bunch of like the best 
basketball players in what was in the seventh grade, some of the better basketball players in the area, and you bring them all together. And these are the kids that are more of the stars on their team. So when you bring them together and try and get them to mesh and play as a team, that could be a tough task. But I'll tell you, it was a great group, and the success they had, they went all the way to Nationals in Boston and played, and it was because they rooted for each other, they cared for each other, they were willing to sacrifice. And I'm saying all this stuff is because what Joe Kahn is saying right now, he personifies that. He's, he is the team player. He is going from what is the glorious position of a running back to being the guy in the dirt at the line of scrimmage and playing the offensive line. And, and a high school age kid, that's hard to find. And to be able to see that and mentally be that mature like Joe Kahn is, and even some of these other guys, you got to give the credit to Metzger and, and to Schoen. The stuff that they're willing to do to extend this season and, and to put them in a be- best position to win a district playoff or a district championship, um, it's a great thing because it's easy to be the guy that's just caring about his own personal stats and his own personal glory. But these guys, they got it right. It's all about the team. And because of that, I see success for this group. Well, let's take a flashback. This was last week. Ryan down on the field, able to catch up with senior Joe Kahn after a very difficult loss, 10-7 loss to Montoursville. Ryan was able to catch up with Joe Kahn. Tonight we, we really stepped it up from last week and the previous weeks before. And uh, we, we played, we had fun. It, it was a great game. Uh, the ending, rough as it was, but uh, yeah, I thought we came out and we played a lot better than we, we have all season. I've never even saw the O-line before. I Even in Michigan football, I was always like a running back or a wide receiver or something like that. And then... Uh, I was talking to Coach after Friday, and I was like, hey, Coach, I, I want to hit, and if that means I have to go up front and go on the old line, then I'll, I'll do it. And I want I want uh, Dean, he's going to be taking the reins next year running back, and I want him to get as many reps as possible before I before I leave. And I want to leave him on a good note and uh, him feeling good. So it, it just I just want to win. Well, and with that mindset, you're going to win anything you do in life. Now, last question. Do you have a new level of respect for the offensive lineman? Oh my God! Yeah, uh, the, I, I respect those guys. I was going up against the uh, fifty-six. It was a big dude, and uh, I I was like, you know what? I might why, why not uh, chop block in this play? It didn't work out too well because I never learned how to chop block. And so, uh, yeah, no, I respect the heck out of these uh, O-line guys. They're they're some tough dudes. Ryan, if you don't come away with that with goosebumps. Here's a kid, again, for those who, who are just listening, Mustang fans, uh, this is Joe Kahn. Joe Kahn's a senior. He was senior running back for the Seals Grove Seals, linebacker, special teams guy, came on the scene as a sophomore. He's a program guy. He's worked his way through the program. And on senior night, he decides the best for the team is for me to play offensive line and not play his standard running back position. This guy was a 1,000-yard rusher a year ago for Seals Grove. He saw the team was struggling. He went to the head coach. With his own accolades not of interest to him at that moment, and said, "Let me just go hit somebody, see if I can help a junior running back who is going to be at this point the feature running back next year, and let him have an opportunity." Ryan goosebumps after wow. hearing Joe Con, and, and it's crazy. He's not even just thinking about what's best for this season; he's thinking about what's best for the program and getting the next guy in line ready and get him as many reps and excited about going in the next season, so that he's working even harder in the off season. And the other thing I said about Joe here, too, is his teammates followed him. Mr. Metzger followed him. Schoen followed him. Both these guys are were in more glorious positions as tight end and running back as well. So he has the respect of his team and what's best for the team in mind 
And it, it is. It's a special, special moment, a special player. And uh, Joe Kahn there to make that sacrifice. And, and the funny thing is, like he said, he, he's like, I got a new, a new respect for this team. The crazy thing is, is Joe plays with a ton of energy, always has. And, and I was watching him closely at the start of that game last week. I wanted to see how he'd do on the line. He was playing with more energy than I think I ever saw, if that's even possible. He was flying around, getting to the linebacker. It even fed into off on defense. On the other side of the ball, I seemed like he was faster, like he was hitting harder, if that was even possible. So his level of energy and excitement to be in that position to help his team fed into his own play. And it was just an overall a, a, a tough loss, but just a great experience. One of the more fun things that I've seen covering Seals Girl football in 10 years. He's gained our respect without question. Joe Kahn, senior for the Seals Grove Seals, looking to play tonight and continue his career with Seals Grove Seals. Take a break. We're going to come back here from Greg Wetzel. He covers the Lewisburg Green Dragons and get his preview of their playoff game. And it's all going to be heard right here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. For nearly 100 years, Purdy Insurance has been your locally owned, family-operated source for insurance products. With a staff of over 20 and partnerships with some of the industry's most trusted companies, Purdy has the experience and resources to get the job done. Whether you need personal home and auto or complex business insurance solutions, Purdy will help you navigate through the process. Call today at 570-286-5855. Or better yet, stop in their Sunbury office to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you. Scale new heights with Service Electric Cablevision Internet Service. One gig is here. Your entire family can binge watch their favorite shows online, stream movies and music, game like a champion, tweet and Snapchat with friends, all at once on multiple devices. One gig means everyone can do more seamlessly with no buffering or slowdowns. Call 877-955-SECV or visit secv.com slash internet today. That's secv.com slash internet. Hiking, biking, rowing, running. The game is life, and you're the weekend warrior. You work hard and you play hard. Football, baseball, soccer, golf. To move is to live, and whatever your sport, Shamoka Dam Health Center specializes in total health to keep you in the game. Call 743-4333. Shamoka Dam Health Center. Designed with you in mind. Most of us won't need to hire an attorney this week, but for a few of us, something has happened in our lives, and before we can go any further, we need to get sound legal advice. Slavinsky Law Offices can give you options. For over 40 years, they have successfully represented individuals in criminal, DUI, family law, and estate planning. They care what happens to you, and they have the experience to win the toughest cases on your behalf. You may not need a lawyer this week or even this month, but when you do, call us at Slavinsky Law Offices, 570-374-5575, or on the web at slivlaw.com. Eagle 107. 107. Welcome back to history here at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field as the Seals Grow Seals hosting the Midwest Mustangs. It's a Snyder County showdown. Again, Seals Grove looking to advance in the district playoffs for the seventh year in a row. They have not lost in a district semifinal game, and they're looking to keep that streak going against the Mustangs of Midwest. We'll talk more about this matchup, but first, the Lewisburg Green Dragons finished 2018 6-4, finishing above 500 for the first time since 2015. Now they play Central Columbia for the second time in three weeks. They lost to Central Columbia in Week 9, 42-16. They try to avenge 
that loss to the Central Columbia Blue Jays. So it's time to check in with Greg Wetzel as he previews the Lewisburg Green Dragons on 100.9 The Valley and WVLY.com. Saturday night, the Lewisburg Green Dragons take on the Central Columbia Blue Jays in the first round of the District 4 Class 3A playoffs. Central Columbia is the three seed, and the Green Dragons are the six seed. These two teams played just two weeks ago, and the Blue Jays defeated Lewisburg by a score of 42-16. to In that game, the Green Dragons turned the ball over three times, which resulted in 21 points for the Blue Jays. Max Moyers rushed for 198 yards, and Ethan Dominic had 95 receiving yards for the Lewisburg. Both teams showed the ability to move the ball as central running back Isaac Gensimer gained 150 yards and quarterback Trey Devlin threw for over 100 yards and two touchdowns. Last week, both teams had their rival games. Lewisburg defeated Mifflinburg by a score of 56-18 and also saw the return of wide receiver Dylan Farinato. Central Columbia defeated Bloomsburg by a score of 28-21. Since these two teams played each other recently, it will be interesting to see what adjustments the coaching staffs will make to try and stop their opponents. Whichever team makes the best adjustments should come out on top. Game time is 7 o'clock on Saturday night with pregame show at 6.30 on 100.9 The Valley and WVLY.com. I'm Greg Wetzel for game day on Eagle 107. Greg, we look forward to that tomorrow night. Thanks very much. Sean Carey here in studio as we continue Sunbury Motors game day. Seals Grove Seals Midwest Mustangs at the top of the hour in the District 4 Quad A semifinals. Checking our scoreboard page. We'll keep these games updated throughout the night at Eagle107.com. The District 4 Class Single A semifinals. Up in the northern tier tonight, number four seed South Williamsport taking on top seed Canton, who only lost once during the regular season. And in the other semifinal, number three seed Sayre coming down to take on the Muncie Indians. In the District 4 AA quarterfinals tonight, the number eight seed Line Mountain at undefeated and top seed Southern Columbia. Five versus four matchup in the northern tier, Troy at Wellsboro. 7-2 matchup tonight at the Silver Bowl as Tawanda takes on the Mount Carmel area Red Tornadoes. And what should be a pretty good 6-3 matchup up at Mansfield University tonight, the Bloomsburg Panthers will take on North Penn Mansfield, the league champions up in the northern tier. They crowned them last week. All four District 4 AAA quarterfinals will be played tomorrow night at 7. And they'll be in their first district playoff game since 2007, talking about the number 8 seed Warrior Run. They will be at top seed Danville. Shemokin travels to just outside of Williamsport tomorrow night as they take on the number 4 seed, the Loyal Sock Lancers. You have a 7-2 matchup with Athens coming down to take on the Montoursville Warriors. And then a 6-versus-3, as Greg mentioned, Lewisburg at Central Columbia. We'll have that for you on 100.9 The Valley tomorrow night, pregame 6-30, and the kickoff at 7 with Greg and Justin Michaels. And tonight here on Eagle 107, District 4 Quad A semifinal matchup. It is the Snyder County Showdown. First ever matchup between Midwest and Seals Grove. We'll have that for you at 7. And we'll also keep tabs in the other District 4 Quad A semifinal tonight at Thompson Street Stadium as the top seed Jersey Shore takes on Columbia Montour Votex. So again, check in with our scoreboard page throughout the night for all the updates at Eagle107.com. Take a quick break and we'll return to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field for more pregame as we move towards 7 and the start of the postseason in the District 4 Quad A semifinals between the Seals and the Mustangs. This is Seals Game day driven by Sunbury Motors on Eagle 107. Saving money on your next vehicle is as easy as SMC. Sunbury Motor Company. Since 1915 SMC provides total commitment to complete customer satisfaction. Sunbury Motors sells and services
Kia's new Fords, Lincolns, and Hyundais in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza Sunbury. And new Kias on the Golden Strip in Hubble's Wharf. No one beats Sunbury Motor Company's lowest price promise. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. SMC, a tradition of trust since 1915. Hey, Dad, football takes a lot of hard work, doesn't it? It sure does, Ben. Hard work and discipline make a team successful. Like your CPA business? Yes, my clients and I are a team. I work with them for all of their income tax, payroll, and bookkeeping needs. It doesn't matter if it's one person, a family, or a whole business. I get things done, just like our football team does on the field. So do you have a playbook? Kind of. My goal is to do my absolute best for all of my clients. They can call me, William D. Booker, CPA, at 570-374-7343, or visit me at 530 South Market Street in Seals Grove, the American Legion. Go Seals! This is Bob Zimmerman at Zimmerman's Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Truck in Sunbury, and we are continuing to set goals to grow our business. To do this, I invite you to join our team. We need to expand our staff, so we are seeking automotive technicians, body shop repair staff, and sales team members. If you are interested in getting into the exciting automotive field and working for a company, we are proud to have been voted the best customer service business in the Valley. Please apply at Zimmerman's 1301 Market Street in Sunbury, an equal opportunity employer. Hi, I'm Jace Brandt. When my father, Ryan Brandt, isn't calling Seals Grill football games, his company, Alpha Electrical Contractors, can serve your electrical needs. Alpha Electrical can wire your dream home, build a new service for your upgrade, or fix that flickering light. Alpha Electrical will even hang your flat screen TV for nearly half the price the department stores charge. No job too big or small, Alpha Electrical will do it all. Call Alpha Electrical at 570-898-3099. Eagle 107. Welcome back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. Get ready for the Seals Grove Seals and the Midwest Mustangs here from Seals Grove Area High School. Both teams out warming up. Actually, Midwest has taken to the locker room. Seals Grove continues to go through their pregame warm-up. Our Blazed Alexander Ford Tough Game of the Week is Mount Carmel versus Tawanda. Mount Carmel finished the regular season with the best record since 2011, and they have their sights on a Southern Columbia rematch. They're two wins away from what you would expect to be a district championship game against the Southern Columbia Tigers. So we'll keep an eye on that one as we go through it again. It's our Blaze Alexander Ford Tough Game of the Week. Ryan, we move the game notes, get everybody uh, some uh, tidbits of information. We go through. It's given to us by our stat man, Zach Showers. And, again, this is the first game between these two teams. Even though, and I, I, you hear even in the media, that these kids are familiar with these Midwest kids because when they played against them in junior high, they played, and also when they played for East Juniata as well. So they know these kids, and they're, they have shown an utmost respect for this group of kids and are not looking past them, that's for sure. So that's a good, mature way to go about uh, this game here tonight. 2007, the Seals played East Juniata in the District 4 AAA playoffs. Prior to the season, the students went to Midwest School District, played football for the Tigers. In that game, Seals Grove dominated 44-7 Mercy Rule victory. Mike Ritter was the star of the show for Seals Grove in every facet of the game. He scored four times, 50-yard run, 50-yard interception return, a 76-yard punt return, and an 18-yard pass reception from backup quarterback Corey Briggs, then sophomore quarterback Briggs, and freshman fullback Seth Lover also rushed for scores. Seals Grove defense did not allow a touchdown until 14 seconds left in the game. Ironically, 
Jersey Shore defeated Columbia Montorvo Tech 31-2 that year to set up a district final that may be what we see this year as well. Seals Grove comes in with a two-game losing streak. Midwest comes in with a two-game uh, winning streak. Seals Grove has played every game on the turf, and Ryan, this is unbelievable in this day and age. Midwest is playing their first game on turf tonight here at Seals Grove. That's crazy, and we're, we said it during commercial break. We'll see how fast they look and, and what it feels like for them. Maybe you'll get a little bit different look at the team, but you know, breaking down a little bit of this Midwest offense, uh, the quarterback, Mark Piccioni is a dual-threat quarterback, mostly a runner. He has 376 yards passing, but only attempted 73 passes. Does have two passing TDs, but also has three interceptions. Uh, most yards thrown in a game for Piccioni, 85. That was in the win against Penns Valley. He does have 98 rushes for 425 yards and nine TDs. Uh, his best game was against Shenandoah Valley. 13 for 164 four TDs, although he's been held to just 66 yards on 28 carries in the last three games. And we'll just continue uh, with a rushing to attack there for Midwest. Senior Keegan Klein leads the way. He's got 483 yards on 72 carries at 6.7 yards per carry. Pretty impressive. Three games of over 80 yards, including 17 carries for 172 yards and two TDs in the win over Tunkanic last week. Um, they also have Trey Laver, 61 carries, 259 yards. Uh, his best game was week one with 21 carries, 131 yards and a TD. Uh, he's been held under 50 yards in five other games, though. And lastly, Hunter Wolfley played in only five games, but has 252 yards on 23 carries and four TDs, rushed for 108 yards and three TDs, uh, which I'm going to try and pronounce. Vicentian Academy. Uh, close. That was in their 59 to nothing win over them. So, yeah. and then, you know, as we go through, get ready to take a break here. We're going to come back. We'll have Derek Hicks' pregame show, but uh, you talked about it, breaking it down that way. They don't go through the air very much. They're running game. They do have a dual threat quarterback in Piccioni. So, when it comes to passing, uh, their top receiver has 15, only 15 catches, 199 yards, and that's Gabe Register, his two touchdowns. He caught a pass in all but one game. His top game was three catches for 49 yards against Penns Valley. Owen Zekman, six foot four, 240 pounds. Rumor has that he's being uh, looked at by Delaware. They have at least shown interest in the young man. So uh, that's, that's a big statement uh, for Owen Zekman and uh, his opportunities. 13 catches on the year, 139 yards. He caught five passes and 60 yards against Athens. We're going to talk more about that and break down some more game notes. But first, we're going to send it. Uh, to break, and we'll come back, and we're going to hear from the head coach, Derek Hicks, as he prepares for the Midwest Mustangs, first time ever going up against the Mustangs. This is Seals Grove Football here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Before you travel to the football stadium to cheer on your team, Tri-County Tag, your local PennDOT partner, can make sure your vehicle or tailgating RV is ready to roll. Tri-County Tag Service, Hummelsworth, is your convenient one-stop shop for fast and efficient service. Registrations, title work, and transfers, driver's license renewals, and notary services. All of those tasks that can seem overwhelming are taken care of without a long line or appointment. Tri-County Tag Service, the Susquehanna Valley's trusted PennDOT partner for over 40 years. Open Monday through Saturday at Park Road and Pennsylvania Avenue in Hummelsworth. State and service fees 
Terms apply. Want to get a huge discount on any new Toyota at Aubrey Alexander Toyota? Just unlock it. It's the brand new feature at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. Go to any of the over 200 new Toyotas at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. It's this simple. Click on Get the Unlocked Price, log in, and unlock your low, low price. It's simple, it's fast, and you'll save on a huge selection of new Toyotas. Unlock your low price only at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. There's a new breed of dog in town and so many different ways to make your mouth water. You've got the Coney Island dog with chili, onions, grated cheese, and mustard. You've done got your basset hound with blue cheese coleslaw, dill pickle, tomatoes, mustard, and poppy seeds. Oh, si, senor. Don't forget the chihuahua with bacon slice, chili, and cheese. I guess you can teach old dogs new tricks. Stop by Wicked Dog Grill at 28 South Market Street in Seals Grove and make sure to like Wicked Dog Grill on Facebook. We all have a path in life. Some play on the field. Others prefer jogging along the riverfront or being a weekend warrior. Wherever your path takes you, we will keep you on it. At UPMC Susquehanna, our top-rated orthopedic team, sports medicine specialists, and rehabilitation professionals are the team behind the team. Call 570-321-2020. We are Eagle 107. Sunbury Motors game day, Eagle 107. Sean Carey here in studios. We're less than a half an hour away from the kickoff in the District 4 Quad A semifinals between the Seals and the Midwest Mustangs. Don't forget, you can listen to tonight's game online. We're streaming at eagle107.com. You can also download our free app. Go to either Google Play or the Apple App Store. Search Eagle 107. And then just tap the Eagle 107 button for Seals Grove Seals football tonight. Well, since 2000, the Seals have a 26-4 and record in district playoffs. In those 18 years, the Seals have made district playoffs 16 times and won the district championship 12 times. Those four losses were 15 years ago versus Shimokin, 2010 versus Shikalemi, 2012 versus Jersey Shore, and two years ago against those same Jersey Shore Bulldogs. We'll see how things fall into place tonight. We could have a Seals Grove Jersey Shore championship matchup next week at Thompson Street Stadium. But first things first, the Seals versus the Midwest Mustangs for the first time ever. Following the break, Pat O'Brien will have his weekly conversation with the head coach of the Seals Grove Seals, Derek Hicks, as we continue Seals game day on Eagle 107. Once you get that someone that has everything, what if they don't like the color, the size, the style? Well, this year I'm buying my friends and family gift cards from Garfield's Restaurant and Pub. Purchase $25 in gift cards, receive a $5 gift card free. The more you purchase in gift cards, the more you get free. I like free. Plus, save a delicious $10.99 steak special in November through December. Enjoy that steak and wash it all down with a refreshing Dr. Pepper. Catering's available too for your next holiday or party. It's always great times, great tastes at Garfield's Restaurant and Pub in the Susquehanna Valley Mall. Online at Garfield's.net. Seawans Grove Ford is proud to be part of the Seawans Grove community and happy to support our local students and athletes at every level. They say it takes a community to raise a child, and Seawans Grove Ford is proud to be part of a community that instills upon its youth the traits of preparation, hard work, drive, determination, and a great attitude. All are needed to be successful in school, business, and life. Good luck to all SEALs throughout your career from Seawans Grove Ford at the bridge in Seawans Grove. Go SEALs! For nearly 
nearly 100 years, Purdy Insurance has been your locally owned, family operated source for insurance products. With a staff of over 20 and partnerships with some of the industry's most trusted companies, Purdy has the experience and resources to get the job done. Whether you need personal, home, and auto, or complex business insurance solutions, Purdy will help you navigate through the process. Call today at 570-286-5855. Or better yet, stop in their Sunbury office to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you. Eagle 107. This is Sealands Grove Seals football on Eagle 107. It's time for the Derek Hicks pregame show. Now back to the stadium with Pat O'Brien, Ryan Brandt, and Coach Hicks. Welcome to Derek Hicks pregame show. Pat O'Brien along with Coach Derek Hicks. As the Seals grow, Seals move into district playoffs. They'll take on the Midwest Mustangs. Mustangs coming in five and four as they complete their first season as a football program at the high school. Again, finish their season at five and four. Seals Grove finished at four and six after a tough loss a week ago to Montoursville. Derek, that's where we'll start. What's the takeaway from the Montoursville game as you use that to prepare for district playoffs for your Seals? Uh, you know, I thought we played well. Um, offensively, at, at times, we were really close uh, to breaking some runs with Dean. And, uh, you know, three of those guys, first time playing on the O-line. Uh, so we got them that valuable experience before playoffs. And uh, I look for them to make a significant improvement this week. Uh, you know, they're comfortable. They know what to do now. And defensively, I was proud. You know, we gave up one play over the top. And uh, one thing I harped on the guys is we've been getting down on ourselves. You know, you see against Danville, we shut them out the first quarter. As soon as they hit a play, the heads kind of went down. And, uh, you know, I talked to the guys that teams are going to score. Keep your head up. Keep playing. And uh, I thought they did a nice job of doing that. So you finished the regular season against Danville and then against Montoursville. And with that thought, we go to Murphy for her question of the week. Murphy. Derek, how do you think your strength and your schedule prepared you for this district playoff game? Uh, you know, that's when, when you looked at our schedule, we knew it was going to be a tough ride. Uh, and, you know, now you look at Midwest and uh, when, when you play a Montoursville, a Danville, a Berwick, a Southern Columbia, you know, th that's where you hope that that experience against that kind of team uh, has you ready to go. So we'll certainly find out tonight if it was a benefit or not. You talked a little bit about the change up front. You moved some offensive linemen around, and uh, one of those you put Khan up front along putting Nate Schoen, who played there a year ago. He's back up there. Metzger as well, playing the tackle position. And again, you only muster up the seven points. You said you were close here and there, but what kind of tweaks do you see in your guys this week as you prepare for Midwest? Uh, you know, it's just, again, it's just a matter of getting those guys some reps, getting them comfortable. Uh, you know, at times they were just a little slow coming off a double team, getting to a linebacker, and uh, that linebacker is the one that ended up uh, ankle-picking Dean a couple times. So, you know, we just kept working those double teams, working uh, communication, getting off of stuff, and, uh, you know, hopefully they're just a step quicker this week, and that'll be the difference. Was your first time taking on Midwest, obviously, is it's their first season as a football program? 
They're under Coach Brad Hatter, his first year at Midwest, 5-4. and four. He was previously at Millersburg, where he had about a 500 record his five years there. He did have two District 3 semifinal uh, games when he was at Millersburg. What do you know about him, and uh, what do you see as his his mark on this Midwest program? Uh, honestly, didn't know. You know, I mean, I knew he was in Millersburg, and that was about it. With them being in the Tri-Valley, uh, that's a team we never really had film on, never watched over the years. So uh, really didn't know much about him coming in. Uh, what I see out of Midwest, though, is, you know, they've got athletes. Their quarterback, Piccioni, is uh, a little fella, but super fast and athletic. And then same thing out of Klein, the tailback. Uh, you know, not a real big guy, but, again, super fast and athletic. And, you know, they've done a nice job. They kind of to live by the run. And uh, with those guys running the ball, that's, you know, it's a good coaching move. What is their offense? What, what, what looks do they give you? Uh, they're all over the place. Uh, you know, you'll see they'll be pro-eye for a couple plays. Then they go spread. Uh, you know, tr- it's kind of like playing Shikalemi. You're going to see trick plays coming out here and there. Uh, you know, they have a formation where they have their whole line basically off uh, almost on the numbers. You know, just the center and the quarterback over where the ball is. So uh, kind of a hodgepodge, a little bit of everything we had to prepare for. Well, a week ago you talked about uh, Clyde. A week ago, Cam Klein, the senior running back, had 17 carries, 172 yards, and a touchdown. Piccioni, the quarterback, number 10. He's a senior uh, on the season. He has 425 yards rushing, nine touchdowns. Anybody else come jump off the film from a defensive standpoint that uh, you got to be able to make sure you're marked up? Uh, yeah, the only obviously uh, Zeckman, the tight end. He's a big dude, six four, two fifty. I heard rumors he committed to Delaware. Not certain on that, but you know he's definitely that that Division One type frame kid. So we need to know where he's at. You know that he's definitely when they're going to throw the ball, the kid. You got to know where he's at. And uh, the fullback Lover also does a nice job. A little bigger kid, bigger body, running the football. So you know th- those are your key four that you kind of got to keep tabs on. Lover number forty. Four, as you mentioned, 61 carries, 259 yards, and a touchdown. You talk about Zekman. Now I'm going to flip to the defensive side, and he's a force on the defensive side, along with number 59, Swineford, who's just a sophomore, 16 tackles for loss, and six sacks. He jump off the film. Yeah, uh, you know, Pete actually said he's a tough kid, and uh, you know that's where I like that matchup because he's either going to be on Joe Con, who uh, you know Joe's certainly not going to back down from anybody, or you move him to the other side and he's on Nate Schoen. Uh Now you got a little bigger body and another guy who's uh, not not going to back down. So you know, inside that'll be an interesting matchup. Should be fun to watch. And uh, you know, on, on the outside with Zekman playing D end. I mean, again, just a big guy. You know, coming up field. And our tackles are going to have to body up with him. The defensive side for Midwest, 35 tackles for loss, 16 sacks. They have four interceptions, one for a touchdown, uh, giving up 21.3 points per game. The most they scored was 55, or the most they gave up was 55, and that was against Jim Thorpe. They do have two shutouts on the season. Flip into the Seals Grove side. You look at your freshman quarterback, Danny Schock, last week, 10 for 19, 119 yards, and he had the big explosive play where he was able to find Nyland for 72 yards and a touchdown. And Derek as you look to muster up more offense, is there anything noticeable that we'll see from your guys uh, to try to create a little more offense? Uh, you know, we're just going to continue to try and get creative, uh, you know, mixing in some different formations, some different looks. Uh, you know, we got that. We got the home run guy with Dean. You've got Nyland, who's obviously a threat. And uh, just got to be creative and find ways to get the ball into their, their hands. 
So you don't score on the season, 250 yards per game. And the rush, 109.7 yards per game. And in the past, 140.8. So some balance there. 24 touchdowns total for the offense, scoring 19.2 points per game. Now looking on the defensive side, and uh, you know you continue to look to your senior leaders with the Blaze Ziders and also with Joe Kahn. Um, the one thing I did want to talk about, though, before I get in talking about your defense, is from a penalty standpoint. Last week was a strange game. Lots of penalties. What's your takeaway from what you saw and how the penalties just continue to amass? Uh, you know, I think you look at films a lot of time and you find the little things and you go, okay, uh, that was a film we looked at and uh, there was just nothing there at times. I mean, it was uh, it was a horribly officiated game at times. Uh, there were some some penalties that, again, you're looking at we're looking at two angles of a film and you can't find them. Uh, so you know, we talked to the guys playing smart. A uh, couple holds in there that, you know, when you have three new linemen, you expect that you might get one or two. Uh, but some of them were pretty ticky-tack that, you know, from week to week, they're not going to get called like that. So, uh, again, you don't want to give up the yards and, uh, you know, or the free yards, I should say. So we talked to the guys, but, again, uh, you know, keep playing hard and hopefully good things happen. Yeah, we go end up with 11 penalties, 117 yards. Now, looking at the defense again, seniors, Ziders, Kond, also Nate Schoen uh, continues to be a force on that offensive line, as well as Ryan Ahmed. But the one guy you look at, uh, Hoover, uh, what's his progression as you've seen him develop as a safety, and maybe where is he still uh, at a level where he needs to grow? You know, it's just uh, you know, T, great athlete. He asks a lot of questions, watches film, and uh, you know, last week uh, he, he kind of got fooled on the one play, and Ben Swineford got fooled, and you know, we really should have had two guys deep on that touchdown, and ended up with none of them deep. So, uh, you know, you're playing a freshman; he's a young kid, first year starting, and uh, you know, he made one mistake, and unfortunately, as a safety, you make one mistake, and it's really noticeable. Uh, where you know, somebody on the D line can make a mistake, and nobody knows. So, uh, in the grand scheme of, I think, fifty some plays we ran on defense, or sixty some, you know, he had one mistake, and uh, as a young kid, a freshman out there, that's a pretty good night. Well, you had a, a breakdown in your special teams cover on a punt coverage. Obviously, became a huge play in the game that eventually led to the winning field goal. Take us through that play and what you saw and what the breakdown might have been. Uh, you know, well, the, the first thing, they did a nice job. They blocked our two... Uh our first two guys on the left side right off the line they did a nice job there uh joe con was in position to make a tackle and uh here's one of those officiating things got blocked square in the back uh you know right right in front of the official and no flag and uh that that kind of sprung things and well you know ended up costing us a game but you know at the end of the day the way they blocked everything else uh, you know their kids did a nice job setting that up well, Derek, we appreciate the time, as always, as your Seals grow Seals. Moving to district playoffs and play the Midwest Mustangs as they are first season in uh, high school football. So they're looking to get a big district win. But coming to Seals Grove and playing at Seals Grove. And, of course, it's all going to be heard on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. You know you go to DQ when you think Blizzard, but hey, fans, how about some food? Fan food. Try a DQ Hungry Up deal for just four, five, or six bucks. How about the grill burgers? Three to choose from. And if it's a Blizzard that you want, the Oreo Hot Cocoa is back as the Blizzard of the Month. Tell the whole stadium, fan food, before the game, after the game, and everywhere in between. Dairy Queen, Routes 11 and 15 on the Strip, Sealands Grove. Go Seals. Go DQ. Fan food, not fast food. 
For almost a half century, Central Pennsylvania has turned to Glicks in Zealand's Grove for the best quality in garage doors, fireplaces, stoves, and awnings. With the area's most experienced installers, you know you'll be getting superior service and premium products from Glicks. It's the family name you've come to trust for nearly 50 years. Glicks on Route 15 North, Sealands Grove. And remember, we're always open on Facebook and Glicks.com. Murray Motors Chevrolet has everything a dealership should have from an experienced sales department, body shop, parts, and of course, full service department with easy, convenient drive up and drop off. Murray Motors Chevrolet has a bigger selection of new Chevrolets in stock, backed by a lifetime powertrain warranty on the engine and transmission. And you always get the Murray Motors price match guarantee. Online at murraychevy.com. Murray Motors Chevrolet, still a half a mile south of Susquehanna Valley Mall, Seals Grove. This is Eagle 107. Welcome back to Seals Game Day here from Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. It's opening round of the District 4 Quad A playoffs between the Seals Grove Seals and the Midwest Mustangs. Hey, tonight after the game, you can hear scores and highlights from across the region with the Sunbury Motors Game Night. It's Sunbury Motors Game Night after the game here on Eagle 107 and the Sunbury, Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. Ryan, take a look at last week's game for these two teams. First, for Midwest. Midwest won the game last week over Tunkhannock 31 to 20. They led at halftime in a close game 21 to 13 and the offense was very close. 307 for Midwest total offense, Tunkhannock 300. In the rushing department, Midwest went for 255 yards, Tunkhannock 145. The passing game, 52 yards for Midwest, 155 for Tunkhannock. So good balance between those teams. And look at the first downs, 23 first downs for Midwest, 21 for Tunkhannock. And penalties were down last week between those two teams, so kudos to them. Only three penalties by Midwest and no penalties by Tunkhannock. Two interceptions thrown by Tunkhannock. Big difference in that game, but an impressive game to get to them to this point. They battled against a good team there who had good balance, but again, we know that Midwest is going to rely on that rushing game. Oh, yeah, they are, and we know that Sealands Grove can destroy rushing games. And when you think about the uh, what they've done this season, only one player has rushed for over 100 yards in a game against the Seals, and that, of course, is the All-Stater Gage Garcia of Southern Columbia. When we break down the opponents the Seals group has had this year and the good running backs that these teams have, like week one, Max Moyers, uh, sophomore running back, had over 1,000 yards as a freshman, but he only had 14 carries for 33 yards, 2.4 yards per carry. Yeah, week two against Jersey Shore, Kyle Toom, 11 carries for negative 22 yards. Southern did have 29 carries in week three for 344 yards, but then bounced back. And against Schick in week four, team rushed 20, Schick rushed 27 times for 85 yards. Berwick Shoemaker had 20 carries for 83 yards, 40 of which came off of one carry. Loyal Sock, 26 carries, 26 yards. Very impressive. Shemokin. Uh, James Kidd, 15 carries, 78 yards. Central Mountain, 19 carries, 67 yards. Uh, Danville, the Peyton Persing, very good athlete, 12 carries, 63 yards. And last week against Montoursville, Logan Ott, 13 carries for only 39 yards. One thing that this Seelands Grove team has been able to rely on all year is their defense, especially against the run, which is why I think for tonight it's a perfect scenario for Seelands Grove going against a team that really – 
only can run the ball, has not passed the ball very much. Take a look at how Seals Grove fared a week ago. Of course, they lost 10-7 to to Montoursville. Montoursville kicked a 32-yard field goal. What's the difference in the game? It was a 7 nothing lead for Montoursville at halftime. When you break down the numbers, total yards for each team, Seals Grove just 140 yards, 21 on the ground, 119 through the air, and a big part of that 119 through the air was a 72-yard pass from Danny Shock, freshman quarterback, to junior receiver Josh Nyland for the 72 of the 119. So, again, total yards for Seals Grove last week, 140 yards. For Montoursville, they put up 243 yards against Seals Grove, 90 in the rush, 153 through the air. First down, Seals Grove could only muster up seven first downs a week ago. Montoursville only had 13. But a big number, Ryan, and we talked about it, and another big key here tonight for Seals Grove to correct 11 penalties for 117 yards, while Montoursville had seven penalties for 68 yards. But we talked about it last week, how penalties not only put you behind the chains, but it takes away from a flow of the game, how it's called and how it's managed from your offensive standpoint. Yeah, last week was a very weird game with all those penalties, and it did. It took it took the, the flow of the game away, and, you know, some of them we, we didn't agree with, so we thought there might maybe should have been more at other times, but that's the name of the game. But, you know, you can really hurt yourself. In a game I feel Seals Group should be heavily favored tonight, you come out and you commit the same type of penalties that you did a week ago, and they and, 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 and Midwest, which was clean, if they continue their trend, you could put yourself in a position where Midwest could pull this upset. So, Seals Grove has got to play a cleaner game this week. You're in the district playoffs now. You know, there's no more. We're a young team. We're inexperienced. you got a whole season under your belt now, and uh, it's time now to clean it up. So, And I expect that. This coaching staff always addresses their issues they see in the game, and they just do a great job throughout the week preparing for the upcoming event. And I would expect tonight to be a much cleaner game. And not to mention, we had a lot of guys playing on the offensive line for the first time last week. So you're going to get more holdings. You're going to get more false starts. That part should be a little better, too, as they enter their second week as a uh, offensive lineman. The Seals Grove Seals take the field for this district semifinal game against the Midwest Mustangs. Take a look at offensive numbers. Seals Grove comes in 250 yards per game, 109.7 on the ground, 140 through the air, 24 total touchdowns. 14 on the ground, 10 through the air. Seals Grove's averaging 19.2 points per game. The most they score was 41 again, and that was against Central Mountain. For the Midwest Mustangs, they come in at 5-4. They put up 252 yards per game, 184.9 on the ground, just 67 through the air. They have 27 touchdowns on the offensive side, 23 rushing touchdowns, only four passing touchdowns. They're averaging 25.2 points per game. The most that they scored, that was 59 points. They've also scored 30 points five times in their nine games. Well, both teams have made it onto the field. We're getting ready for the opening kickoff. Take a break, come back. We're going to hear from Ryan Brandt as he gives us what's going to seal the deal for a victory for the Seals and Grove Seals. And then... The opening kickoff, and it's all right here on Eagle 107 at Eagle107.com. I can still remember the kids rolling around on that comfortable living room carpet. Remember when they were babies, they'd bang those pots and pans on the kitchen tile? I still remember the sounds of soccer and baseball cleats running on those hardwoods and you yelling, leave the shoes outside. (laughs) These floors have seen a lot, and they still look so good. 
They've got some good years left on them. Just like we do, honey. Right? You bet, my dear. You bet. Carpet Man in Milton. Flooring for life. Blaze Alexander Ford is your premier Ford dealership on Route 45 in Lewisburg. Blaze Alexander Ford prides itself in offering the lowest price guaranteed on any new or used vehicle we have in stock. We currently have over $15 million of new and used inventory and over 500 vehicles to choose from. At Blaze Alexander Ford, you're always going to get the most for your trade-in and be treated the way you want to be treated after the sale. BlazeAlexanderFord.com. It's worth the drive to Route 45. Injury, pain, suffering. People turn to expensive, addictive drugs and surgery before considering other options for pain. Healing, moving, living. Shemokin Dam Health Center treats the cause of your injury, not just the symptoms. To relieve pain and restore your body to health, when you're ready to work again, play again, live again, call 743-4333. Shemokin Dam Health Center. Designed with you in mind. Eagle107.com. It's almost time for kickoff. From the stadium, here again are Pat O'Brien and Ryan Brandt. Ryan looking out. We see Midwest will get the opening kickoff to start this district semifinal game. So that means we're going to send it to you as we wrap up Seals game day. What's going to seal the deal for a victory for the Sealers Grove Seals? I think defensively, just do what you do. Stop the run. I think if you can stop the run against a Midwest team that just has had no success passing the ball this year and put them in a position in a big game when it's downpouring, raining, that they have to throw the ball, I just think that that is the key tonight. Stop Midwest running attack and get some points on the board early. Put Midwest in the position where they got to start throwing the ball, playing catch-up, which they don't like to do. It's not their recipe, and the weather is not permitting for that style of play. So I, I think it's in Seals Grove's lap. I think I think it's it's all in their hands. They, their destiny is here. You'd stop the run like you've done against, in my opinion, better rushing teams. You come out, you play that type of game. You played against Berwick. This game will be in control the entire time for the Seals Grove fans and this football team. Well, that wraps up Seals game day here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com as we're getting ready for the opening kickoff between the Midwest Mustangs and the Seals Grove Seals. Again, this has been Seals game day driven by Sunbury Motors with Ford, Hyundai, and Lincoln's in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza in Sunbury and Sunbury Motors, Kia's, Sunbury Motor Kia routes 11 to 15 on the strip in Hummel's War. Seals Grove will kick this one away to get this district semifinal game underway here from Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field under pouring down rain here from Seals Grove. Fans are packing. We do have the student section in front of us here, and they're making their way into the stands. Good crowd across the way for the Midwest Mustangs. Kyle Rule will tee it up, get the call from the official, and we'll get the semifinal game underway. Line drive kick. Taken by the deep man at the 10. It's a 15 between the hash at the 20. 25. It's got room. Got a blocker in front of him. Up the left sideline. Now the left hash. Being chased from behind from Blaze Ziders. And finally slammed to the turf as he gets it all the way to the 20-yard line in Sealands Grove territory. Exactly what uh, Midwest wanted to open up this game is play that field position. Or, and they're going to end up with the better field position no matter what happens here. But, man, a short field for Midwest. They're just outside the 20, just outside the red zone. Now can they punch it in? Can they can they punch it in against this Seals Grove defense? 
That was Gabe Register with the return as he took it from his own 10-yard line in the Sealands Grove territory down to the 20-yard line. First down and 10 for Midwest. Just underway, that was the opening kickoff. Piccioni under center. Long count. Takes the snap, turns, gives it to his fullback. Fullback stopped at the line of scrimmage by the Sealands Grove Seals. Taking a look at the offense for the Mustangs. Piccioni's quarterback. Lover, who had that carry, is the fullback. Cameron Klein, the leading rusher for the Midwest Mustangs. The receiving court, LeVan and Register. Up front, Swineford, Dunkelberger, Portsline, Sauer, Fauver. And the tight end is Owen Zeckman, the captain, at 6'4", 250 pounds. A gain of two on the carry by the Midwest Mustangs. Second down and nine, eye formation. Picciona gets the call, gives it to his fullback once again, straight up the middle. Gets a couple yards there, not much, as Trey Lover gets the call. Just a sophomore, 5'10", 210 pounds. Look at it defensively for the Seals. Blaze Ziders, Nate Schoen, Thomas Everett up front. The linebackers, Kahn, Almit, Schaefer, Showers, Bastion. The defensive backs, Swineford, Nyland, and Hoover. Third down play here for the Mustangs. Calling it third down and seven with two wide receivers. Split to the right. Eye formation behind Piccioni. Long count. Blitz being shown by the Seals. Takes the ball. Rolling to his right. Under some pressure. Still looking. Rolling. Gets rid of it. And it's going to go well out of bounds as he's being chased from behind by Ryan Almond. And also Nate Schoen will bring up a fourth down and a field goal opportunity for Midwest. And I'll say this. When Midwest was warming up in the pregame, their kicker was kicking 40 yards well through the upright. Had a very strong leg, good height in the ball. Great defensive stance there for the Seals. Uh, two identical plays in a row on first and second down. Oh, actually, they're lining up now, Pat. Oh, no, okay, no, they are. They start looking like they're going to line up. Nope, they're going to kick a field goal here. And he's got plenty of leg, like you mentioned, Ryan. His long is 36 yards. This is a line drive. Booms through. And it might be the deepest kick, but it goes off to the right, and it's no good. So Sealands Grove avoids an opening kickoff that took it to the Sealands Grove 20-yard line. They come up big defensively. And then the missed field goal, Seal Grove take over on down, first down and 10. Yeah, something weird there with the snap. It seemed like the snap wasn't, the count was off. The, the ball went before it seemed like they were ready. It was a little bit of high snap. Uh, Holder was able to get it down, but nothing smooth there. And it was a booming kick, but like you said, it was just off to the right. So Seals Grove takes over, first down and 10. No score at their own 20-yard line. This is going to go to the deep man. Dean Hollenbach, as he's able to take it to the 22-yard line, pick up a two. It'll be a second down in eight. Took a, take a look offensively for the Seals. Danny Schock, the freshman, 6'3", 186 pounds. Dean Hollenbach in the backfield, along with Ryan Almit, the fullback. We'll give the rest of the offensive personnel after this play here. Hollenbach gets the call. Follow behind. Beautiful blocking. He's going to take it close to the 30-yard line, which looks like it's going to be enough for a Seals Grove first down. Take a look at the receiving core. Ben Swiper, Josh Nyland, the leading receiver for the Seals. Just a junior. Up front for the Seals, Blaze Ziders, Joe Kahn, Nate Schoen, Wyatt Metzger, Garrett Bentford, and the tight end is Nick Schaefer. First down and 10 for the Seals. Pitch is going to go to Hollenbach. Across the 30, out to about the 31. Short gain of about a half yard on the run. But Seals Grove does get their first first down of the night. And now on that one, a short pickup, second down and long. And that first down run 
Good blocking by the offensive line, getting to the second tier, knocking guys out of the way so that Hollenbach can pick up that first down. Shock turns, gives to Hollenbach again, hitting the backfield. As the lineman got blown into the backfield, was hit Hollenbach, and he was tackled in the backfield, a loss on the play. Defensively for Midwest, Zekman Swineford stuck in Favre in the front line for the Midwest Mustangs. The linebackers, Bishop, Umstead, Lover, and Bennett. The defensive backfield, Register, LeVan, and Klein, the safety. Third down and long for the Seals. Eye formation behind Shock. Drop it back is Shock. Look it. Gets rid of on a slant. Intended for Swineford. Not able to make the connection. Piccioni on the defense. And it's going to be a punting situation here for the Seals. Yeah, Mustangs just did a good job there on second down to not allowing Seelinger to pick up any yards, forcing them into a third and long. And in the rain, a tough pass, a slant across the middle. And just uh, the, the timing was off for both receiver and quarterback and also well played by the defense to bat it down. Metzger will punt this away, averaging 34 yards a punt. This one's going to be a high kick, but short. A fair catch made by Midwest by Klein, and he's going to give the Midwest great field position at the 43-yard line for Midwest's second offensive possession. No score, 8.29 to go here in the first quarter between the Mustangs and the Seals Grove Seals. Well, both teams showing their offensive woes. Uh, Seals Grove, again, able to pick up a first down, which is a good sign, but it stalled immediately after that, actually losing yards on the next set of downs and midwest after a great opening kickoff return really did nothing with it and missed the the field goal so we'll see if either one of these offenses can get going here in their second possession two wide receivers split to the right one to the left shotgun formation for piccioni klein going in motion he gets the call going left hit runs into a blue shirt and he's going to be tackled there look like a half yard loss on the play so it's going to bring up a second down, make it a full yard. It'll be a second down and 11, a host of blue shirts on the stop there. A beautiful tackle for a loss, both number 54, which I believe is still showers, right? <laughs> 54 is Makai Showers. Yeah, he's still showers, all these number changes. <laughs> and Joe Kahn's number 60 right now comes flying in. And uh, they both, a nice tackle in the backfield, getting a tackle for a loss. Second down and 11 for Mustangs. No score here in the first quarter. Wide receivers to each side. There's a flag or a stoppage in play here. And it's going to be a dead ball penalty, a delay of game against the Midwest Mustangs. That's going to drive them back and put them behind the chains. Where it's going to be a second down and 16 as they'll put the ball inside of the 35, excuse me, inside the 40-yard line at the 37-yard line. It'll be a second down, 16. 7.45 7.45 to go in the opening quarter, no score. Twins to each side. Piccioni in the shotgun formation, takes the snap. He's going to keep it, design. He's got room as he's going to take it into Seals Grove territory. Straight up the middle, he's going to take it all the way inside the 35-yard line, down to the 33-yard line. Big first down run by quarterback on the design run. Uh, two young defensive players for the Seals go in, have a chance to tackle. But rather than wrapping up, they just put their head down and try and hit with the shoulder, and they basically bounce off the running the running back there, Piccioni. But Joe Kahn showing some speed, tracking it down, and stopping a big run from Midwest, the biggest play by either offense tonight. Piccioni came in with 425 yards on the ground and nine touchdowns. Good run there. First down for Midwest at the Seals Grove 33-yard line. Piccioni turns, gives it to his deep man, nothing there. 
Ryan Ahmed along with Ziders and Bastion on the stop. Klein got the call, but he's going to be stopped for a loss out to the 37-yard line. So it's going to be a loss of about three. It'll be a second down and 13 for Midwest. Yeah, right there, Ryan Ahmed. He did it. Penetration gets in the backfield, wraps up. He's a young one, too, but fundamentally strong there in his tackling, wraps up and drives the, the back down for a big loss, and Zyder's in as well to help finish it off. Trips to the left here for Midwest. One wide receiver to the right. Shotgun formation. Almond showing blitz. He's coming. Keeper by Piccioni. Try to pop it to the outside. He's going to run into Swineford, and Swineford's going to take him down after a short pickup. Well done by Ben Swineford. Wow, and the holding there was so evident. Swineford's jersey was being pulled back as he was trying to make the tackle there. I mean, that's clear as day as he's being held. That would have been a, a huge penalty against Midwest. It is, though, third and 12. But, man, a 10-yard penalty spot foul would have been nicer because it was deep in the backfield as well. But Seals Grove defense there, good stance either way, able to make the tackle and fight through the holding. LeVan splits far to the right. Shotgun again on this third down and long for the Mustangs. No score here in the first quarter. Picciotti drops back. Lots of time. Get rid of him. Straight over the middle. Looking for his deepest receiver, but it falls incomplete. And it's going to be a fourth down for the Mustangs. And, Ryan, you always talk about in terms of field position. This could be four-down territory. Yeah, I mean, you punt it. If you, I mean, right now, what, about the 34-yard line, 35-yard line the ball is? You get a punt here, you get a little too much on it, it's going to easily go into the end zone. So sometimes this might be just better to, to go for it on fourth down. It is fourth and 12. It's quite a distance, but I think this is a better option for them. You're, you're, you want to go to win. You're trying to get the win right now, and that's the statement you're making here. Well, quick snap to Picciotti, but there's going to be a flag on the play, and if this should go against the Midwest Mustangs, that may change their thought and how they will handle this. And as they chit-chat about that, Bucknell is on the road to face Lehigh tomorrow. Pre-game show with Doug Birdsong and Kevin Hurd starts at noon. Kickoff at 1230 on Eagle 107, Eagle107.com, and on the Sunbear Broadcasting Corporation app. And it is a penalty against the Midwest Mustangs. That's going to drive the ball to the 40-yard line. So now they're going to bring out their punter to punt this one away. And that is Oakley Bennett will do the punting. He's the junior for the Midwest Mustangs. Gets a good snap, and he gets it away. It's a low kick. It's going to bounce and go out of bounds, and they'll mark it about the 15-yard line. So Seals Grove will take over first down and 10 from their own 15. 5.35 to go in the opening quarter. No score. Well, here you go. I mean, uh, Midwest done a good job winning the field position part so far. Really, they, they put one offensive play to get uh, so far. Piccioni had the big run. But here's Seals Grove again with their backs against the end zone. Got a lot of field in front of them. And an offense that's been struggling the last few weeks. They need a big play, something to jumpstart this offense, build the confidence back again. Swineford and Nyland will split to the left. Shotgun formation for Shock. Fakes it to the receiver going from right to left. Gives it to Hollenbach. He crosses the 20-yard line out to the 20 one yard line so pickup of six on the carry will be a second down and four for the seals i like that misdirection there they fake the reverse come back hit allenbach going opposite direction pretty decent blocking he finds a little bit of a gap he does get uh tackled by his jersey there but not until he picks up about five yards second down here hollenbach gets the call again and he's hit immediately that's lover number 44 coming through him blowing that up loss on the play 
So it's going to set up a third down and long for the Seals. Grow Seals trying to pick up the first down and move the chains. And something you talk about a lot, too, as well, is trying to change the field position right now. It's all in favor of the Mustangs. I'll give, I'll give the Midwest some credit. They are firing off the line of scrimmage and getting some penetration in the backfield, causing some issues for this offensive line. Danny Shock rolling to his left, gets rid of it, throws it out in the flat for Nyland, unable to make the catch off the tip. Falls incomplete, and it's going to be a fourth down in a punting situation. Bennett on the coverage on Nyland. So now Cam Klein will drop back, and also Gabe Register will drop back inside their own 50-yard line waiting for this Metzger punt. And Nyland doing a simple out there, and, and Danny, when he threw the ball, it looked like it came out of his hands a little slick. I know in warm-ups I saw both quarterbacks and, and Danny Shock and Bashan were having some issues hanging onto the wet ball, and that time it just seemed like it came out of his hand a little funny. didn't have quite the zip on it. Good snap by Cam Fogarty back to Metzger. A short punt, though. Coming up, making the fair catch is Klein and give Midwest good field position at the Seelands Grove 47-yard line. Midwest Mustangs under the tillage of head coach Brad Hatter. His first year at Midwest, obviously, 5-4. and four. He did have a previous run at Millersburg. His last five years at Millersburg, 22-32. and 0-10 oh, in 2016, 6-5. In 2015, 6-6 six and six in 2014, 3-7 and 2013, and 2012, 7-4. Did make the District 3 semis in 2012 and 2015. But he has his Mustangs in a district semifinal game against the Seals. No score with 424 to go here in the first quarter. It's going to be a design keeper by Piccioni. Swineford comes up, takes him to the turf. Swineford firing out. Great run support from the cornerback position and gets the tackle for a loss. I think that's a friendly spot. I thought Swineford tackled him well behind the 50-yard line there, but either way, moved back to midfield, a loss of three on the play. Good job, Swineford. And, you know, they've been schooled on that, that Piccioni can run the ball. He's not a big threat to throw it. So once he starts taking off, it's probably all bets are off going for him and swine for great job on that coverage loss on the play it's a second down and long for midwest picote turns gives the pitch to the deep man trying to bounce it to the outside is klein going to try to cut up under nylon he does but the nylon's able to grab a hold of him and then blue shirts come in and help out the ball is knocked loose it goes out of bounds to see where they mark it here whether he was ruled down inside the 45 Yard line at the 44. Well, Nyland came in and laid the initial first hit. He went high on it. It actually jarred the ball a little bit as it popped up in the arm of the carrier. And then as more hits came in, Nyland actually made a swipe and ripped the ball out. And he charged to try and get it, but it is, does go out of bounds. But great efforts there by Nyland, not only on the first initial hit, but the presence of mind to rip at the ball and pull it out. Three minutes here in the first quarter. No score between the Seals and the Mustangs. Danny Shock playing corner here on the left. Picchione rolling to his left. Got some time. Now Cod is chasing from behind. Gets away from Cod. Throws the ball over the middle and then almost intercepted by the D-back there. Danny Shock trying to make the diving catch, but under a lot of distress was Piccioni from senior linebacker Joe Conn. And Piccioni's rolling out to get away from that, that, that pressure. Takes a big hit as he throws the ball going out of bounds. And almost an interception there. The weather definitely having a, a toll on the passing games and the abilities to hang onto the ball for both teams right now. So a punny situation again for the Midwest Mustangs. Dropping back will be Bennett. 
as he'll look to kick this one away and trying to pin Seals Grove deep. There's a timeout taken on the field. I see Ryan Allman here on the sideline, so a personnel adjustment there forces a timeout. So, Sean, let's take one from here, send it back to you, and get our first update on other games going on around the Valley. Sean. All right, guys, thanks very much. Aubrey Alexander, Toyota, out-of-town scoreboard. Uh, We have tonight uh, here... Let's see. We got the uh, District 4 single A semifinal up in the northern tier. Canton is leading South Williamsport 6 to nothing in the first. Southern Columbia leading Line Mountain also in the first by a score of 7 to nothing thanks to a Stone Hollenbach touchdown pass to Gage Garcia from 36 yards out. Also, Jersey Shore is off and running 7 nothing over Columbia Montoro Tech. They scored just nine seconds into that contest at Thompson Street Stadium. And Mount Carmel with the first touchdown of the night. They're up 6 nothing over Tawanda in the first. Tawanda Mount Carmel, our Blaze Alexander Ford tough game of the night. Scores updated all night long at Eagle107.com. Back to Seals Grove, Pat and Ryan. Thank you, Sean. As Bennett gets it away, a line drive kick as number 51 shown back there trying to Return to kick there is the biggest set of numbers you'll ever see on a punt return with Schoen wearing 51 and Joe Kahn wearing 60. Yeah. Add that up. Ryan, here's a number. Where's Ray Moyer when we need to add numbers? Remember we used to be able to get that from him. Ah, too bad. (laughs) First quarter scores, Ryan. Nothing against Montoursville. Nothing against Danville. If you don't have any good news, I don't want to hear it. Outside of Central Mountains, 13 points. Nothing against, two points against Shemokin. And then... Nothing against, or seven, yep, seven points against Loyal Sox. So they have not been able to score much in the first quarter, and they're struggling with that here as well. 0 0, 240 to go, and there's a flag on the play. But my point is, Ryan, slow starts have killed this Seals Grove team, even in games where they've been able to bounce back and beat a team like Loyal Sox. But these, low star, these slow starts really impact the confidence of this team. Well, and the Loyal Sock was a defensive score. It wasn't right. even the offense. That Good seven point. points with defense score. Actually, the first 14 points that So game. was the two points against Shemokin. So, so is that the only scores we've had in the first quarter than Central Mountain? Outside of Central Mountain. So the defense is scoring more in the first quarter than the offense is in the season. That's a stat for our stat guy right there. 240 to go here in the first quarter. Penalty against the Seals. Pushes them back closer to the goal line. Another flag thrown as Dean Hollenbach gets the call. Another flag thrown as well on the far side. Hollenbach crosses the 20 out to the 22-yard line, but there's going to be some conversation, and there's a man down on the field. So for the Sealands Grove Seals, so a lot to figure out here, Ryan, but to put the better number on that, as we talked about, did not score a first-quarter touchdown against Montoursville, as we said. Also not against Danville as well, as the lone score against Danville came in the fourth quarter. Central Mountain, we did get the 13 points in that first quarter. We said two points against Shemokin in that first quarter, so obviously the defense is another penalty against the Seals Grove Seals. A defensive touchdown against Loyal Sock in the first quarter. Didn't score in the first quarter against Southern Columbia. Now we go all the way back. Didn't even score a first quarter touchdown against Chickalimi either, Ryan. So these slow starts have carried throughout the year, and it is a recipe for letting another team feel like you're in a game. Right now, 98 yards here to end the first quarter. Let's get a score. Danny Schock under center after the back-to-back penalties. Hit the backfield, and it's going to be a safety. Dean Hollebach got the call, got hit, knocked to the turf. First score here, it's going to be two points. 
for the Midwest Mustangs. And now a coach is running in, or excuse me, official running in after he threw a flag in front of the Midwest Mustang bench. Wonder about a substitution issue maybe. So officials will chit-chat about this one, but the the two-point conversion is going to stand for the Midwest, or excuse me, the safety will stand for the Midwest Mustangs. It's going to be a warning against the sidelines of no, the Midwest No, it's a touchdown. Mustang. A fumble recovery for a and touchdown. And it is. It's a touchdown. A fumble recovery by Midwest gives them the score, and now they'll kick the extra point here by Sauer. So even worse situation here. Sauer kept, kept the extra point, booms it through, and it's good. So the Midwest Mustangs get the first points on the board here late in the first quarter on a fumble recovery touchdown, and they lead 7-0 over the Seals Grove Seals. Wow, that's the field position game. That's what we said. I mean, even the opening kickoff, yeah, they didn't score on that drive, but it's been on that side of the field. It's been on Seals Grove side of the field the entire game. And when you have your backs uh, against your end zone, you start every drive, that puts you in a no-mistake position. You can't make any mistakes. Seals Grove made a mistake there offensively, and it was easy for Midwest to capitalize on that by landing on the ball in the end zone and scoring. So with two offenses that have really struggled so far, maybe the defense that can score the most points is going to win this game. I still have faith that Seals Grove offensively, when they get their backs away from that end zone, can open things up a little more and maybe pop off that big play. But as of right now, Midwest, you know, doing what they need to do, and they find themselves up 7 nothing here in the first quarter. So Masauer will kick this one away, and here's some other whistles being blown here by the officials as they get a quick conversation. And Midwest will kick this one away. And as you talk about, Ryan, trying to change the field position, see if they can get a big run back here to put the ball out near midfield at least to possibly give that offense a little more room to work. Right now, Midwest leading 7 nothing after the fumble recovery in the end zone. 2.08 to go here in the opening quarter. Sowers will kick this one away. A line dry kick over Nyland's head will go into the end zone and out of the end zone. So it will be a touchback. Seals Grove will get the ball at the 20-yard line to start first and 10. One thing we always hung our hats on was that Seals Grove would answer the opponent touchdown. It's been a bit more of a struggle this year. But, boy, this could be one of those times to try to gain some momentum and answer that Midwest touchdown. And right now we're seeing number eight in the game, Bastion. The question is, he in, he's in it. No, he's in. Yeah, he's a receiver. receiver. Okay, I just saw him coming out. Yep, Bastion will stay, or uh, Shock will stay in at quarterback. They do have it at their own 20-yard line, trailing 7-0 here late in the first quarter due to the Seals. Wide receivers to each side. Bastion goes in motion from right to left. There's a fumbled snap. Shock jumps on top of it. He's going to have the ball inside his own 10-yard line, down by the 7-yard line after the fumbled snap or Aaron snap between Snyder or uh, Zyders and Chuck. Yeah, and you wonder if the weather has something to play in the role of that one there. It just came off funny. Never The ball never even got in the air. It just kind of rolled on the ground. So I would imagine the hand it just slipped out of the hands of Zyders there in the exchange and the snap. But now Seals Grove, second and 21 again inside their own 10-yard line. Swifer goes to the right. Another fumbled snap. Shock in the end zone. He's going to try to run. He's going to be hit. He stretches to the goal line. They're going to say he got out. Oh. No, it was safety. 
Now, you got an official right there. That's a that's, safety. That's not calling a safety right in front of it. Then official from the far side away calls a safety. How is that even possible? Execution, execution. And right now, Seals Grove struggling in that. And that was just two plays for negative 20 yards and two points for Midwest. They're going to get the ball back up nine. It's two possessions. It's two possessions right now. So Seals Grove offense that has struggled is now down two possessions in the, in the semifinals here, the district playoffs. All happening with the first quarter clock nearing the end here. Seals Grove, as you said, Ryan, Failed to execute the snap on back-to-back tries. Danny Shock runs back, picks up the ball, tries to run out of the end zone, unable to, and it is a safety by the Midwest Mustangs and the fans on the far side and the pouring down rain celebrating the defensive stand by the Midwest Mustangs. So Carl Rule will come out, and he will kick this one away back to Midwest and you would think they're going to end up getting very good field position as they're giving Kyle Rule a lot of respect. They're standing all the way back at their own 25-yard line, but with the conditions here, I'd be surprised if it gets that far. They have an opportunity to get wonderful field position. Obviously, Gabe Register took the opening kickoff all the way down to the Seals Grove 20-yard line. They were unable to score on that possession, but they did have that threat. This is a swift kick. Going to go to the up man, Swineford, and he's going to catch it, go down immediately at midfield. Great field position for the Midwest Mustangs at midfield, leading 9-0 with 119 to go here in the opening quarter. I really think this defense is going to have to take the reins here. They're going to have to jumpstart this offense. The defense is going to have to come up with a big play, not necessarily points, but a fumble recovery, an interception, a big sack for like 10-plus yard loss, something, something to bring some energy back, to put some wind back in the sails of the Seals Group team and its offense. And right now, the strength of this team is a defense. They've got to do something. They've got to spark it. They mark it at Midwest 49-yard line. Pick, you know, he pitches it to Klein. Underneath contact, tackle, but hit by Swineford once again. Zyder helps finish him off, and also Teague Hoover back to the line of scrimmage, second down and 10 for the Mustangs. That was a very nice tackle there by Ziders. Teague Hoover and Swineford flying to it. A nice toss play by Midwest. I thought he was going to get out around the edge, but a lot of speed there in that Seals Grove defense. They get to it. And it almost looks like it was going to be for a loss, but the spot puts it back at the original line of scrimmage. And great pursuit by Khan to make it cut under him and then get the help from his other defenders. Second down and 10. Low snap to Piccioni. Gets it away. Got the catch to his receiver on a wide receiver screen, but then he's hit after about a two-yard pickup. See Thomas Everett, 53, getting off the bottom of the pile there along with some fellow teammates. But... A pickup of about three. It's going to be a third down and seven with under 20 seconds to go here in the first quarter. And Midwest doesn't even have to run another play as the clay clock's at 20, the game clock at 16, and they're going to walk off the field. That's going to be the end of the first quarter. That wraps up the first quarter. A first quarter that sees the Seals Grove Seals trailing the Midwest Mustangs 9-0. We're going to flip sides of the field, get ready for the second quarter. This is Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford. Old Eagle 107 at eagle107.com. 
At Sunbury Motor Company, the letters SMC mean a lot to us. Those letters stand for a tradition of trust since 1950. SMC. Stand for selling more cars. And satisfying more customers. SMC. It stands for Sunbury Motor Company. And when you need a Ford, Lincoln, Hyundai, or Kia, you have our lowest price promise. Log on to sunburymotors.com to see more choices and save more cash. And then you can say, start my car. I'll take it. SMC. In the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. Eagle107.com. Tomorrow, Penn State visits the Big House in Michigan. The tailgate show is at 2. Kickoff at 3.30 with Steve Jones, Jack Camp, Roger Corey, and Derek Williams on News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com and on the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. Moving to the second quarter, Seals Grove trailing 9 nothing to the Midwest Mustangs. Both teams had one first down in that first half. Picciotti drops back lots of time over the middle. It's got Zekman, but overthrows Zekman. Ball, ball hits the turf. Did have Zekman open, Ryan, on that, but it does fall incomplete and bring up a fourth down and would appear to be a punting situation. And the woes for the offense on both sides, just 37 yards for Midwest. Seals Grove, minus nine yards in that first quarter. Wow. Well, the pressure there by Ziders, and I believe it was Showers there, getting to the quarterback. He's throwing as he's running backwards. So that's probably a good reason for the inaccuracy, good pressure there from Seals Grove. Bennett will punt this way. He fumbles the punt snap, now tries to get away, and is able to on a line drive. It's going to be picked up by Schoen. Runs away from Register. Going to be caught by behind by Piccioni at the 30-yard line, which will be some of the best field positions Seals Grove's had all night, trailing 9-0 to Midwest with 11.42 to go. Here in the first half. I wonder at what point the Seals Grove offense get to that, just get under center and start wedging and, and, and tighten everything up like they did against Loyal Sock. Against Loyal Sock, they packed it all together and just punched them in the mouth, kept going straight forward, straight forward, straight forward. I think right now with the way the weather is, that this might be the situation, the scenario for that. First down and 10 for the Seals. I formation, Chuck turns, gives it to Hollenbach, running off the right. Hit by Klein, got away from him, but then Swineford able to come up for Midwest and make the stop after the four-yard pickup, second down and six. And right now on the sideline, you see Joe Kahn getting the number two on and Nate Schoen getting the number five on. Ladies and gentlemen, they are no longer offensive linemen. They will be in the backfield in no time. After the pickup about four, it's going to be a second down and six. Hollenbach's going to get the call underneath the would-be tackler, but met by a bunch of white shirts and slammed to the turf with a little extracurricular slam there just for good measure by the Midwest Mustangs, but no call on that. And Ryan, I, I see think you're going to get that number five. I think you're going to see that tight formation now. I think you're going to start seeing pounding the ball. You're going to see Nate Schoen leading or, or vice versa, Joe Conn leading for Nate Schoen. I think you're going to get power football right now. Let's see what happens. Third down and six with Seals Grove trailing 9-0. Fumbled snap. Shock fumbles it as he was getting ready to turn to give it to Hollenbach and not able to give it to the running back. Loss on the play, and it's going to be a fourth down and a punting situation for the Seals. One thing we do have, Zekman did recover the fumble for the Midwest Mustangs, and again, Midwest has a safety as well. Both of those are the Seals Grove forward drive summaries Mesker will punt this one away gets it away good booming punt drives a return man Klein back 
as he fumbles the snap, picks it up at the 25, trying to get to the edge. Good coverage by the Seals. Ryan Allman will make the stop, and so is Cam Fogarty on the stop as well. But Midwest, good field position out beyond their own 35, all the way up to the 39-yard line. i got to change all the numbers now on my stat sheet. Chokon also in on that tackle as well. So uh, big play there, get, making sure he didn't get out around the edge because it looked like the running back was about to get that to get that corner, but Joe Kahn comes flying in. First down and 10 for Midwest. Ten minutes to go here in the first half. The Mustangs lead 9-0 on a fumble recovery in the end zone and a safety. High formation behind Piccioni. Turns, gives it to the deep man Klein. Squeezes through defenders, caught from behind by Schoen and Ryan Ormitt. Stopped about the original line of scrimmage. It's going to be a second down and nine and a half. Well, good pursuit there. Shown catching from behind. Ryan Amit coming in, helping finishing off. You got a high-low action there and a big hit at the line of scrimmage. So Seals Grove defense trying to pick up the momentum here. It's all been defense here tonight, but Midwest getting the most of it on a fumble recovery and a safety. Second down and long for Piccioni. Turns, pitches it to Klein. Klein being chased from behind. Squeezes through a couple more defenders. He's getting a push beyond the 45 and finally going to be stopped there. Everett Thomas on the stop. Micaiah Showers. But they're going to give him great field position, a good push all the way to the 47-yard line. And now it's going to be a third down and two for Midwest. Yeah, that was big run. I mean, the, the tackle was made probably two yards past the line of scrimmage. But the push of the offensive line for Midwest just kept pushing the pile and pushing the pile. Picked up a good four or five extra yards, setting up third and three along two. That's Piccioni, a walk up behind center, calling out the signals. Eye formation behind him. Quick jump that time, Ryan Almit. He'll be off sides, and that's going to be a first down for the, or for the Midwest Mustangs as he jumped early. Midwest using that opportunity to uh, see if they can get somebody to jump. They do just that, and they're going to get a first down as they move the ball into Seals Grove territory. Ryan, we talked about Schmoke Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game candidates throughout the year. Safety, fumble recovery in the end zone right now. Two candidates for the Schmoke Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Pecchioni, fumbled snap, but he's able to keep it. Drives forward. Micaiah Showers. Able to get to him to take him down, but he's able to lunge forward and pick up a yard. It'll be a second down and nine at the Seelands Grove 46-yard line for the Mustangs. If I'm Seelands Grove right now with the issues of the penalties, the issues of execution right now on offense, my goal right now is just to keep Midwest out of the end zone and just get into the locker room at halftime down 9 nothing right now. I just have not seen anything offensively working now. We're shown and uh, Joe Kahn changing numbers. We'll see how the offense uh, changes when that move is they're going to be now back in the backfield if Seals Grove can get a stop here. That might change as well, but right now it's about adjustments. It's about a, a gut check. It's, it's about getting yourself focused again, and I think a halftime speech is definitely going to be a need from this coaching staff. Ryan Almick comes, comes off with an elbow that's bleeding, so Metzger will come in and spell him while he's getting tended to by the medical staff. Second down and long. Picciotti turns, gives it to Cam Klein, hit the backfield, bent backwards, and he will go down. And that's Metzger came in. He's fresh off the bench, and he blows through and makes a stop in the backfield, only be told to go back to the sideline. <laughs> I was just going to say leave him in, showing great pursuit, 
gets in the backfield and a nice tackle. Joe Kahn as well in on that one for the tackle for the loss. And I believe it was 53, if I'm correct, Thomas. Thomas. 7-15 to go here in the first half. Midwest leading 9-0 over the Sealands Grove Seals here in the District Quad A semifinal game in Sealands Grove. Piggione drops back. Look at deep down the right sideline. Defended out there by Nyland, the intended receiver. Can't see the number on the far side, but defended well by Nyland. Hits the turf, and it's going to bring up a fourth down, and you would think a punting situation for the Midwest Mustangs. Very good coverage by Nyland. Very tight. And he plays the ball all the way through, rides the receiver out of bounds. Just a good defensive stance there from Nyland, his cornerback position. Also, Seals Group defense got a lot of pressure that time, got a good push of the line of scrimmage. Again, putting pressure on the QB on third down. Klein was the intended receiver. I'm able to make that connection, forcing this punt. It's a line drive punt. It's going to bounce. Schoen comes up and runs away from it. It's going to be spotted down at the 14-yard line by Piccioni. And Seals Grove will start there. First down and 10 inside their own 15-yard line at the 14-yard line with 6.52 to go here in the first half. Nine-nothing lead for the Midwest Mustangs as Joe Conn on the sidelines here as he's changed his number to two. Nate Schoen will start as the tail behind Ryan Ahmed. First down and 10 for the Seals, trailing 9-0 here in the second quarter. Long count, shot gets it, gives it to Schoen. Schoen tiptoes through the line of scrimmage, finds some room, pulls his way to the 20-yard line. And they're going to say he was down, was it, did the ball come out? Yeah, well after he was down, though. Well, he's going to get a good five-yard pickup on that one, just Falling behind, a good push by that offensive line. Second down and a long four for the Seals. Uh, if you like downhill running football, I think that's what you're about to get right now from Seals go the rest of the way. They're not going to try and fight this weather. They're going to say, we're going to go head-to-head, nose-to-nose with you. That's what you're going to get the rest of the way. Schoen gets the call again. He squeezes through. He's got a first down. Bounces to the outside. Running away from the defender. Still going and finally spun out of bounds beyond the 40. Out to the well, they'll mark him at the 40-yard line. So the Seals Grove Seals gets the big push, gets a big first down, and they get their best offensive possession of the night behind Nate Schoen's running. And one thing Nate Schoen brings to the game at first contact, he's able to break arms. He breaks out of tackles, and he did it just there. So he's creating, you know, at that two, three-yard mark by breaking those tackles and picking up so many more. Just too much strength there. He's going to get the call again. Bounces away from a tackle, takes it inside of the defender and able to squeeze out a four-yard pickup. He'll mark him back for a three-yard pickup. Second down and seven for the Seals, trailing nine-nothing. This was the same recipe used in the second half against Loyal Sock. You saw Schoen, 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 Schoen. Then you saw Con, 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 Con. And it was a great mix. Each guy getting breaks, and it was constant hard running. Nate Schoen gets the call again. He's got a first down in the Midwest Territory. Bounces off a defender. Another one as he's going to get inside of the 45-yard line to the 42-yard line. But there's going to be a stoppage in play because there's a flag on the play. And the body language tells, looks like it's going to go against the Seals Grove Seals and wash away a first down pickup by Nate Schoen. As Schoen will come to the sideline and just as you said, Ryan, Joe Kahn will make his way out on the field. Yeah, those are four big runs for, for Nate Schoen. Unfortunately, 
an offensive line mishap again. A holding here is going to negate that, and that's a huge penalty because it's a 10-yard loss after such a big run. And it just puts Seals Grove, which is trying to play this power back uh, run now in a situation where they might have to throw because they're looking at now second and 16. It's going to go to Khan. No, fakes it to Khan. Rolls out. Got a man wide open. That's Schaefer making a catch up the right sideline. Good block by Kantz as he's able to take it into Midwest Territory to the 48-yard line, and that's enough for a seal and scroll first down. Great blocking there by Kantz. Schaefer need to cut that in, though. He ran to the wrong side of the block. He cuts that in. He's got a lot of green in front of him, and it's Kenny outrun the pursuit angle. Either way, a great design play, and uh, they do pick up the first down, but that could have been the big play to get seal and on the score- scoreboard. Right now they trail 9-0 with 5-17 to go in the second quarter. Joe Kahn gets the call. He's able to carry defenders to the 40-yard line, short of a first down after the 8-yard pickup as Joe Kahn gets his first carry of the night. And if he's just joining us, Joe Kahn, Nate Schoen, started on the offensive line, switched their numbers, and now are playing running back as they see themselves trailing Midwest 9-0. And they're tightening things up. They're playing power football. Almond is fullback. Joe Kahn gets the call, hesitates, flag thrown. And Almond or Khan thrown to the turf, but there is a flag on the play. So as officials will chit-chat about that one, give a chance to let you know that it's an NFC East showdown as the Cowboys visit the link to meet the Eagles next Sunday night. Merle Reese, Mike Quick have the call beginning at 7 with the kickoff at 8.20 on Eagle 107. That's next Sunday, all part of the Sun Bear Broadcasting Corporation sports programming. An offensive face mask. Wow. So that's going to take away another good run by Seals Grove. The officials are chit-chatting about this one. Face mask, and it's going to be against the Seals. So now they're going to mark the ball at the Midwest 43-yard line. Second down and five for the Seals with 4.47 to go here in the first half. Seals trailing 9-0. Khan gets the call again. Zekman grabs him and takes him to the turf. That's Owen Zekman on the stop. Nothing there that time. As this time, Schoen's going to come back on the field as Khan comes off and so does Ryan Almond. I'll bet you this is two down territory. I'll bet you this offense goes for it on, on fourth down, especially if they can pick up three or four yards here. Bastion comes in. He'll line up as the tight end on the right side along with Schaefer. Got some movement. Dropping back, trying to throw the screen, and it's not able to make a connection. Kissing, you're unfortunate not to get called for a penalty as he was bouncing around right at the line of scrimmage. But the execution, once again, Ryan, not good as Shock was looking to throw it to Schoen for a screen. I think Schoen actually slipped and fell there. But, I mean, you couldn't get an easier setup. There were nine guys that bit on that screen, just throw it in the air, make a catch, and go. But it just total lack of execution right now from this Seals Grove offense other than running the ball straight down the field as hard as you can. Seals Grove trailing 9-0 late here in the first half. It's a fake punt. This is going to go to Khan. It's going to be well short of a first down as he stopped at the 42-yard line. They had to get to the 38-yard line, so they try to pick up the first down, unable to. Turnover on downs back to the Midwest Mustangs as they lead 9-0 with 4-0-1 to go here in the first half. I, I like the call there. I like the call. you you got to go for it there. I, I thought it was two down to- territory anyways, 
I bet the thing for me is if you were going to do up. that on fourth down, you probably should have ran the ball on third down rather than throwing it. But I don't know anything. I'd never won a football game in my life. But just my thought process there. But I do like the aggressive play call. Twins to each side for Midwest. They lead 9 nothing here late in the first half. Picchioni in the shotgun formation. Blitz coming. It's a keeper by Picchioni. He's on it to the second level. Into Seals Grove territory to the 49-yard line. After the eight-yard pickup, it'll be a second down and two for Midwest. Ryan Amit in on the tackle, wraps up and brings him down two yards short of the first down. But Picchioni showing a lot of speed there. So he gets the ball, designed run from the quarterback position. It just finds a gap and gets through it, picking up a lot of yards. So it's going to be a second down and short for the Midwest Mustangs, leading 9-0. One back in the backfield, that's Lauber. Blitz coming, turn, give it to Lauber. Hit at the line of scrimmage, able to pull his way close to the first down mark. And if it's where the official's running on the far side, looks like it could be a first down for the Midwest Mustangs on the Lauber run. Yeah, it looks like they got just enough to get the first down, although they're going to come out and measure. Give the defensive line credit. All three of them fired, knocked that offensive line back into the running back. The first contact was actually the running back running into his offensive line and just stopped him and, and put a halt to it. Joe Kahn comes in, cleans up, and it's going to be short. As they bring the chains out, let's head it back to Sean. How about a couple updated scores, Sean, from other games going on around the Valley? All right, Pat and Ryan, thanks very much. Aubrey Alexander-Toyota out-of-town scoreboard. Single-A scores, Canton leading South Williamsport in the second, 12-7. Muncie leading Sayre 7 to nothing, also in the second. Got a couple games here in the uh, Valley that will be going to Mercy Rule. Southern Columbia in the second, shutting out Line Mountain, 41 to nothing. Already a barn burner up in the northern tier. Troy, 24. Wellsboro, 14 in the second. And Mount Carmel blasting Tawanda in the Silver Bowl early second quarter, 35 to nothing. In the other quad A semifinal tonight, Jersey Shore blanking Votech, 28 to nothing at Thompson. Scoreboard updated all night long at Eagle107.com. Back to Pat and Ryan. It was short, so it's third down and short for the Mustangs. Banzai by the Seals Grove Seals, the right guard. Jumps. Nope, they're calling up. Okay, I was going to say, first they were throwing the penalty right in the movement. I think it's still going to be on the offense, but you're right, a Banzai. The Seals Grove Seals pull out the Banzai for a team not familiar with the Seals Grove Seals. They jump, and that's going to be a five-yard walk-off. What a time to call it. Derek Hicks, the defensive coordinator, they run it to perfection. And it's a five-yard walk-off. And what made me hypersensitive is they threw the flag in the direction of the defense, and it looked like they were heading that way. And last week on the fourth and inches, we got the same call against us. So a little worried there that they were going to try and get us for a cadence disruption or something, but not the case there. The bonsai works. Third down and six for Midwest. Shotgun formation. And there's going to be a flag on the play before Piccioni. And Ziders is just... Upset that the flag was called because he had a direct shot at Piccioni coming through there, and he was going to annihilate him. Second time tonight, actually, Ziders had a good jump and got through, and the plays were stopped dead, and, and they had the same reaction on both of them. So he's hungry. He wants that big hit. He knows if that, that play happens there, a lot of momentum comes back to the Seals Grove football team. So penalty against Midwest once again, driving the ball back inside their own 45 to the 42-yard line. It's a third down and 11. Big game play here for the Seals defense. Could it be a smoke at him? Health center backbreaker play of the game. Shotgun formation trips to the left. Picchioni drops back. Look it. Gets rid of over the middle. It's got a man there. Knocked down by Nyland. As he came up under the defender and knocked it away from Klein. 
Yeah, good coverage there. You did have Teague Hoover as a safety over top, but Nyland comes up underneath, knocks the ball down. Hoover delivers a hit, and it's going to be fourth down and 11. Two minutes and 18 seconds here in the half. Man, a good return here by Nate Schoen, setting up field position and giving this offense a smaller field to try and put points up before this uh, half ends. With 2.18 to go and trailing 9-0 are the Seals. Line drive kick, taken by Schoen at the 27. Runs away from one guy. It's got a crease. Still going. Bounces off a guy at midfield. Pulls over a guy down to the 45-yard line in Midwest Territory. Seals Grove will have great field position exactly with the doctor order or Ryan and get Seals Grove great field position. I did order it. I am not a doctor. But that is the type of run, too. It's punishing. It wears down a team. Those were some big hits that Schoen gave. I actually felt he should have kicked it outside, but he wanted to punish somebody. He wanted to deliver a hit, and he did so. But here you go. The offensive line, no holdings here. No holdings. Just give a little bit of a push, fire out, and let's get this wedge offense going. Let's get that power uh, run game going. The Steelers group does still have two timeouts, plenty of time to go. They go with the shotgun formation. Khan alone back in the backfield. Khan gets the call. Pulls away through into the second level. Bounces off, guys, inside the 30. Down to the 29-yard line goes Joe Kahn in the first down for the Seals. And just think if that official could have got out of the way. <laughs> I mean, there was an official right in the way of Joe Kahn. Definitely slowed him down. Joe did a little swim move on him to try and get him out of the way. First down at 10, quickly up to the line of scrimmage of the Seals. Fumble snap on the turf. Kahn jumps on top of it. Flag on the play. So officials get a chance to chit-chat about this. Another miscue with handling the ball. Under these conditions, it's been a problem for the Seals. The lone scoring on the night, 9-0 lead for the Midwest Mustangs as that penalty is going to go against the Seals Grove Seals. The lone scoring on the night, a fumble recovery in the end zone by Zekman for Midwest. That's with 2.08 to go in the first quarter. And then with 1.21 to go in the first quarter, a safety by Midwest. They lead 9-0 over the Seals Grove Seals with 1.43 to go. That was a holding against the Seals. Shotgun formation for Shock. Gets the snap. Drops back. Heavy pressure. Looking to throw a screen. It's got a man. Khan makes the catch. Looking for a block. Runs over the defender. Still going 30. 25-20. Up the sideline. 10-5. Touchdown for the Seals. Grove Seals. But there is a flag here on the near side. We're going to have to wait to see what that is. Well, when your senior season's on the line, you put a, your big senior playmaker back in his position. Joe Kahn back to the running back position. Gets out around a beautiful screen play, and he takes it to the house, pulling through and showing speed. Pick up the flag. No flag on the play there. So the Seals Grove Seals get the ball into the end zone on a Joe Kahn screen pass and run up the left sideline. Huge boost for the Seals Grove Seals with 125 to go here in the first half. And that play's been there all night because of the, the aggression, the pressure that Midwest's trying to do. That screen pass has been there. Just Seals Group unable to execute it. Not that time. Joe Conn grabs it out of the air, and he takes it to the house. As Zek, excuse me. As look, the Midwest Mustangs look like they jumped early. It's going to be offsides against the Midwest. So Kyle Rule will pick up the team, move the ball up, and try this one again. Kyle Rule's been great all season on extra point tries. Christian can't snap. Brett for the hole. Do you go for two here, though? Because if Midwest were to get another touchdown, that would put them at 16 points. A two-point conversion would put you at eight and at one possession. 
The Seals Grove is going to get a side on the. They're going to go for the extra point kick, and it's up and good. So the Seals Grove Seals get on the board with 125 to go here in the first half. Joe Kahn is able to take the pass from Danny Shock up the left sideline, avoid some tackles, and show that strength to put the ball in the end zone. Crucial, crucial touchdown for the Seals and the momentum here late in the first half. Yeah, much needed, much needed, because you go into halftime without any points on the board, down not two possessions. It is, it is a tough thing, and now the coach has got something to work with. Now the coach is going to say, hey, look at this. You know, boom, this is what we're able to do. we got to get back to this, and, and it gets us a little bit of fuel for the fire that's going to be in that locker room. I'd love to be there for that speech. I'd love to hear it. But, man, what a, what a big play. Hey, there's still there's still time on the clock here. I mean, Seals will come out, get a good kickoff, three uh, – how many timeouts they have still have two timeouts so ability to stop the clock on defense if midwest were to try and throw the ball once and complete it could be a quick three plays and out with time on the clock that was a two-play drive covering 45 yards just took 39 seconds con with the catch 40 yards screen pass from shock extra point by rule good it's a 9-7 game midwest still leads but seals grove gets on the board that's the seals grove forward drive summary now rule will kick this one he's been kicking line drive kicks see if he does it here again nope he's going to put his foot under it and sail it to the deep man back at the 11 yard line he picks it up at the 15 he's going to be caught slam to the turf is that Ryan Allman get down? Nope, Micaiah Showers, first man down there, and able to make the stop, and now there's flags all over the field. Yeah, there was a tie-up. Bastion got tied. I can't see the number for Midwest. Bastion, another player, got tied up. They're both fighting a little bit. And I think Bastion's going to get called for because he was the last one to shove. The, last, the second guy, the last guy, always gets caught. So they're going to probably get 15 yards tacked on top of this. As we continue to look for Shemoka Dam Health Center backbreaker plays of the game as Seals Grove is able to get on the board again on that 40-yard touchdown reception by Joe Kahn. It's his second touchdown reception of the season, and it's Danny Shock's ninth touchdown pass of the season. It's a personal foul penalty that's going to go against the Seals Grove Seals. 119 still to go, Pat. 119. And we know that Midwest isn't a big passing team but they have shown the ability to run the ball here tonight picciona's found some creases he's had the most success running the ball here for the midwest mustangs on designed runs from his quarterback position but we'll see how midwest handles it here now that they have the ball at their own 29 yard line as opposed to having it all the way back at their 15 first down and 10 119 to go seals Grove trailing 9-7 following their touchdown pass to con Full house backfield. Pitch goes to Klein. Goes left. Now bounces it back to the right. Nate Schoen gets up, makes the stop. Double high five to Joe Kahn as Joe Kahn turned it back into Schoen, and Schoen took him down. Okay, so Seals are electing not to call the timeout yet. Probably use it here after the second down play. Under a minute to go here in the first half. They stay with a full house power look at Midwest. Long count. Picchione rolls to his right. It's going to be hit. Slam to the turf. Is that Kahn coming in? So back-to-back plays by the Seals Grove defense as Joe Kahn helps Picchione back to his feet 
after the sack, all the way back to the 15-yard line. Now the timeout you're requesting, Ryan, has been taken. And what a perfect scenario on a big loss. I mean, does Midwest run the ball here or throw it? I would imagine they're going to run it. But, man, the field position right now could be phenomenal for Seals Grove. Maybe even you could get a decent return. You might be in rule range for a field goal. And next thing you know, you're up possibly 10-9 at halftime. And wouldn't that be a turn of events? With only two minutes to go, you were down 9 nothing, And now you're one play away from forcing a punt that looks like it's going to be about at the end zone. Wow, what, what a sack there from Joe Kahn. So it puts Midwest all the way back inside of their own 20-yard line at the 19-yard line. Maybe the 18-yard line. They need to get all the way to their own 39-yard line to pick up the first down. So with 46 seconds to go here in the first half, and Ryan, you explained it beautifully. The opportunity presents itself a stop here, even though they're going to spread strips to the left. One wide receiver to the right. See if it's a design keeper by Piccioni, who's had the most success. But, boy, on a run here, he needs to get all the way out, cover about 22 yards to pick up the first down. Nope, he's going to drop back and pass. Throws the screen pass to Klein. He's got it. Full head of steam up the right sideline and finally bounced out of bounds beyond the 35-yard line out to the 37-yard line. Short of a first down, but now it's only going to be a fourth down and two for Midwest. Yeah, but this stops the clock. As the clock is stopped. Use a timeout. Yeah, so Seals is going to have another timeout left after this punt. I can't imagine Midwest goes for it. That was a great play for them to pick up a lot of yards and help with the field position. So, Well, Sowers will punt us away and not Bennett, who has kicked the previous ones. He's the kicker, and now he's going to get an opportunity to punt. Good snap to him, and he gets it away. It's going to be a short kick, and it's going to go off to the left, bounce at the 32-yard line. Ned get a nice roll. Inside of the 30, down to the 28-yard line. Seals Grove take over first down and 10 from the 28-yard line with 27 seconds to go here in the first half, trailing 9-7. You got two guys here that Seals Grove's really been able to find down the middle this season, Metzger and Nyland. Nyland last week had a great touchdown catch as a post route deep, hit in stride over the shoulder. He hauled it in for a touchdown. And then I even go back a week before that, when we played Danville, Metzger had some really nice looks going down the center of the field. Keep your eyes on both of those guys. Now, Metzger, I still think, is in lineman number, so he might not be a tight end here. He's a tackle on the right side. We'll have a tight end in a formation. Shock drops back. Looking deep down the left sideline for Swineford. Swineford goes up and makes the catch. Steps over a defender. Up the left sideline. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Steelers Grove Seals. Big man Swineford, the senior, goes up, grabs the ball out of the air, and high steps over the defender, finding the end zone, and the Seals take the lead. In the first half with 14.7 seconds remaining. As Swiper gets his fourth touchdown reception of the season. Ben Swiper started the season with five straight games with a catch. He only had two catches in the last five games, but it gets a big one there. Late here in the first half with just 14 seconds to go. It's Kyle Rule will attempt the extra point here. And we got a stoppage in play here. That's a false start against the Seals Grove Seals to drive Kyle Rule back as he'll tap the extra point here. 72-yard reception from Danny Schock as he gets his 10th touchdown pass of the season as he's able to find Ben Swineford 
for his fourth reception for a touchdown on the season. Good hold. Kick is up. Plenty of distance. Up and good. Well, Pat, I think you've got to give a ton of credit right now to this coaching staff. The time management there by Derek Hicks with his defense, that last possession was, was phenomenal. And he even got a gift by Midwest running out of bounds there. Didn't even have to burn his last time out. He still has one of them. But the way he was able to manage that 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 uh, defensive stance, didn't call a timeout on first down, got under a minute, they ran the ball, got, got, well, got a sack actually, and uh, stopped the clock with a timeout. Then on third down, they do the screen pass, and they get a lot of yards, 20 of them, but out of bounds, fourth and two. The punt comes, and you get your ball back with 30, almost 30 seconds left and a timeout. Didn't need any of it because the big play there to Swineford, but you got to give a lot of credit to Derek Hicks. That was great coaching, great time management there, and because of that, they had time to get another score on the board before halftime and are going to go in with all the momentum and the lead. Right now, it's feeling like maybe the clock is starting to get close to 12 for the Cinderella team in Midwest. This is Seal Grove football on WEGH Northumberland, Seal Grove. Alice and any coach would tell you, if you can go into halftime riding high, riding the emotion, and right now it's at an all-time high for Seal Grove. As you said, Ryan, they trailed 9 nothing just a short time ago. But with great management of the clock and a great play by senior Ben Swineford, stepped over the fender and took it 72 yards for the touchdown. Seelsgrove now leads as a swift kick by Rule, picked up by the up man off the right side, dragging the defenders at Swineford, and he's going to be taken out of bounds with 9.5 seconds to go in the first half. What an unbelievable turn of events here for the Seals Grove Seals. And you know the coaching staff was telling them to hang in there, hang in there, hang in there. And something good will happen. And, boy, it's great to see this offense get points on the board and do it here late in the first half as Danny Schock was able to find Swineford for that touchdown pass. And now Midwest will come out in an I formation, which is 9.5 seconds to go here in the first half trailing for the first time all night this is going to be Klein off the right side and he's going to be knocked out of bounds by Nyland good push up front by that Midwest offensive line to give him nine yards on the run it'll be a second down and one yeah then 3.9 seconds left here I would imagine Midwest is just going to run the ball one more time see if they can't get out around the edge or maybe take a knee but I would imagine they're going to at least try and run the ball around the edge I don't think they would risk a pass here, an interception, but we're going to get a timeout anyways, Midwest. Get a timeout. Let's recap what we've seen here in this first half. Midwest fumble recovery in the end zone in the first quarter with 2.08 to go. That put Midwest up 7 nothing, And then they got a safety with 1.21 to go in that first quarter. It put them up 9 nothing. That would be the score at the end of the first quarter. And Seelens Grove come back. They get a touchdown reception by Joe Kahn on a screen. Joe's second touchdown reception of the season. Danny Shock's ninth touchdown pass of the season. That was with 125 to go. Extra point good. And Seals Grove pulled within two. But then Danny Shock, his tenth touchdown pass of the season. This one to Swineford. 72 yards for the touchdown, which is 14 seconds to go in that first half. That was a one-play drive. Covering 72 yards, extra point good. And just like that, Seals Grove leading 14-9 over the Midwest Mustangs as Piccioni goes to shotgun formation, trips to the left. 
Long count gets the snap, drops back, looking to the left. Under heavy pressure, gets rid of it. He's got a man out there, making the catch, immediately hit to the turf by Swineford as Register made the catch. He'll get up slowly. That will take us to halftime. The Sealers grow seals, get two touchdowns in the last minute and 25 of that second quarter to take a 14-9 lead and all the momentum into halftime. We're going to take a break, come back. we got the halftime for you. We'll get scores and updates from other games going on around the Valley, plus our Blaze Alexander Ford Tough Game of the Week. We'll get stats from our stat man, Zach Showers, and analyze that first half. It gets you ready for the second half of the District 4 Quad A semifinal game here from Harold L. Bowling Memorial Field. It's the Seals Grove Seals leading the Midwest Mustangs 14-9. This is Seals Grove Football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 at eagle107.com. Most of us won't need to hire an attorney this week, but for a few of us, something has happened in our lives, and before we can go any further, we need to get sound legal advice. Slavinsky Law Offices can give you options. For over 40 years, they have successfully represented individuals in criminal, DUI, family law, and estate planning. They care what happens to you, and they have the experience to win the toughest cases on your behalf. You may not need a lawyer this week or even this month, but when you do, call us at Slavinsky Law Offices, 570-374-5575 or on the web at slivlaw.com. This is Bob Zerriman at Zerriman's Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Truck in Sunbury, and we are continuing to set goals to grow our business. To do this, I invite you to join our team. We need to expand our staff, so we are seeking automotive technicians, body shop repair staff, and sales team members. If you are interested in getting into the exciting automotive field and working for a company, we are proud to have been voted the best customer service business in the valley please apply at zimmerman's 1301 market street in sunbury an equal opportunity employer eagle 107 halftime at harold l bullock memorial field district 4 quad a semifinals here on eagle 107 Seals Grove Seals with a couple quick scores right before the end of the first half as they take the lead over the Midwest Mustangs 14-9. Sean Carey with you in studio as we check scores from across the central Susquehanna Valley on our Aubrey Alexander Toyota out-of-town scoreboard. In the other District 4 Quad A semifinal tonight, it's Columbia Montour Votech at Jersey Shore. Just nine seconds into the game. First play of the game for Jersey Shore, 48-yard touchdown reception by Kobe Peacock, and then a designated fake on the extra point. Jersey Shore was able to turn it into a two-point conversion, so not even uh, 10 seconds into the game, the Bulldogs were up 7 to nothing. Jersey Shore was also then later able to block a punt, and they were able to capitalize thanks to a Kyle Tome three-yard touchdown run, and then another Kyle Tome touchdown after that. And currently at this point, as they move toward halftime at Thompson Street Stadium, the Bulldogs are cruising. They will go into mercy rule. Jersey Shore 45, Columbia Montour Votech nothing. Also tonight at the half as we move to uh, District 4 AA, District 4 AA quarterfinals tonight. It is North Penn Mansfield. They are shutting out Bloomsburg 6 to nothing. That game tonight on the campus of Mansfield University. And that is a 6-3 matchup up in the northern tier. Mount Carmel area Red Tornadoes and Tawanda. John Ayers and Tanner Kariki with minor injuries. They did not play tonight, but no problem for Mount Carmel. Noah Berkowski with a 35-yard touchdown run. 6-0 Tornadoes. Then following a block punt, Mount Carmel is able to cash in thanks to another Berkowski touchdown from six yards out. 
Shane Widener with a two-point conversion. Red Tornadoes 14-0 in the first. And then Widener with a 12-yard touchdown run as the Red Tornadoes hit Blackjack 21-0. Three touchdowns and only eight offensive plays at that point for the Red Tornadoes. And then Widener was able to get a three-yard touchdown run after that to make it 27 to nothing. And then an, even another touchdown following that before halftime. So you have a shutout and mercy rule going into effect in the Silver Bowl for the second half as the Red Tornadoes are blanking Tawanda 35 to nothing. Looks like we will be uh, shaping up here in a couple of weeks uh, to see a Mount Carmel Southern Columbia double-A championship. In the Northern Tier, it's five versus four. At the home of the Green Hornets, the Troy Trojans are leading Wellsboro 24-14. And your top seed, Southern Columbia in double-A. It's Southern being Southern. Stone Hollenbach with a 36-yard touchdown pass to Gage Garcia. 7-0 early in favor of the Tigers. And then a Ty Rodarmel 16-yard touchdown run. A Gage Garcia 12-yard touchdown run. A Gavin Garcia 29 touchdown, uh, 29 yard touchdown run. So early on, it was 27 nothing Tigers and the Tigers with four fast touchdowns on only six offensive snaps. And then in the first uh, quarter, another Gage Garcia touchdown moving into the second quarter. Ty Rodarmel had his second touchdown of the night. Gage Garcia with a one yard touchdown run. So in the first half, Gage Garcia with four touchdowns for the Tigers and Preston Zeckman. With a 24-yard fumble return, a scoop and score for the Tigers as they are now at the half at Tiger Stadium. Uh, they lead Line Mountain, blanking them out 55 to nothing as that goes to Mercy Rule. District 4 single-A semifinals tonight. Both of those games are at the half. Muncie leading Sayer 7 to nothing and Canton over South Williamsport by a score of 12 to 7. Once again, here on Eagle 107, Seawans Grove leading the Midwest Mustangs by a score of 14 to 9. Splash play early on for Midwest. They were winning the battle of field position in the first, and the rainy conditions caused a Seawans Grove slip. Danny Shock under center after the back to back penalties. Hit the backfield, and it's going to be a safety. Dean Hollabach got the call, got hit, knocked to the turf. First score here, it's going to be two points. Oh, it's a touchdown. A fumble recovery for a touchdown. And it was ruled a touchdown, a two-yard fumble recovery. And then Midwest was able to capitalize on a Danny Shock fumble and pounced into the end zone. It was a nine-yard shock fumble. So Midwest was able to tack on a safety after that fumble recovery for a score. And a lot of people, jaws dropped at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field as the rain was dropping as the Seals were down by a score of nine to nothing. But with under two to go before halftime, the Seals' Joe Kahn made an impact. Shotgun formation for Shock. Gets the snap, drops back, heavy pressure, looking to throw a screen. It's got a man. Kahn makes the catch, looking for a block, runs over a defender, still going 30, 25, 20, up the sideline, 10, 5, touchdown for the Seals. Seals. Joe Kahn and Nate shown in the second quarter go from offensive line to running backs. And it was Danny Shock, the uh, 40-yard screen pass to Joe Kahn, and capping off a two-play 45-yard drive and taking only 39 seconds off the clock. Point after touchdown by Kyle Rule was good, and Midwest was leading by a score of nine uh, by a score of nine to seven. Ryan Brandt brought up a great point as they were approaching halftime 
uh, talking about time management. At that point, the Seals had two timeouts. They were able to get the ball back. And thanks to that great time management by head coach Derek Hicks, the Seals are able to swing the momentum in their direction at the half. Shot drops back. Looking deep down the left sideline for Swineford. Swineford goes up and makes the catch. Steps over a defender. Up the left sideline. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Seals Grove Seals. That's our early candidate for the Alpha Electrical Contractors electrifying call of the night. No job too big or small. They do it all at Alpha Electrical Contractors. Danny shocked Ben Swineford. 72 yards, first play of that drive. A touchdown scored with 14 seconds remaining in the half. And Kyle Rule making the point after touchdown good. That's where we stand at the half with Seals Grove leading 14 to 9 over the Midwest Mustangs. Once again, the winner of tonight's matchup. Looks like we'll be heading up to Thompson Street Stadium in Jersey Shore next week for the District 4 Quad A Championship as Shore leads Columbia Montour Votech as they approach halftime by a score of 45 to nothing. Football continues on Eagle 107 tomorrow. We've got the Bucknell Bison at Lehigh. They renew their rivalry with the Mountain Hawks and Dominic Bragalone. Our airtime on Eagle 107 will be at noon, kickoff at 1230. We'll hear the pregame interview with head coach Joe Susan, and then the call with Doug Birdsong and Kevin Herr. Penn State plays at, at Michigan tomorrow. They'll be in the big house before taking on Wisconsin next Saturday. In Beaver Stadium, live coverage, Penn State, Michigan on News Radio 1070 WKOK. They'll have the kickoff at 345. You can also hear it online, WKOK.com. All Penn State football games are streamed on our Sunbury Broadcasting app. Just tap WKOK for the Penn State call starting at 345 tomorrow afternoon. Sometime on Sunday, we will know the kickoff between Wisconsin at Penn State next Saturday. On November the 10th, the kickoff time will either be at noon, 3.30, or 4. Just have to determine what TV network will cover it and what time they want to run it. That's how it works. TV runs the show. Coming up on Sunday, Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens from Baltimore. That'll be live on 100.9 The Valley. Network airtime, 11 a.m. for the pregame. Bill Hillgrove, Tunchilkin, and Craig Wolfley will have the kickoff at 1. The Philadelphia Eagles have the bye this weekend following their win in London last Sunday morning against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Eagles will be back in play next Sunday, uh, next Sunday night. It'll be a primetime matchup with the Dallas Cowboys and also the first game as an Eagle for new wide receiver Golden Tate, who was received by Philadelphia in a trade earlier this week with the Detroit Lions in exchange for a third-round pick in the 2019 draft. So we'll have the Eagles game next Sunday night here with Hall of Famer Merrill Reese on Eagle 107. Once again, here at the half, it is the Seals up 14-9 over Midwest. Don't forget, following the game, Ryan Brandt will be down on the field for interviews with the Service Electric Cablevision postgame show. And I'll be here in studio to put a bow on week one of the playoffs with game night. Seals up 14-9 over Midwest. We'll take a quick break. If you're a fantasy football player, stay here. we got some important information for you so you know who to start and who to sit this weekend in the NFL for your favorite fantasy football team. We will have stats from the Z-Man Zach Showers and then crank up the second half from Harold L. Bullig Memorial Field as the Seals lead 14-9 over Midwest. This is Seals Grove Seals football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Jason Horwitz here with NFL Media Senior Fantasy Analyst Michael Fabiano getting you set for week number nine in the NFL, and it's coming off the trade deadline. So, Mike, let's start with the two receivers who got the most headlines, Golden Tate, Demarius Thomas. What is their value moving forward? 
Well, Golden Tate, I think, is still a wide receiver, too, but I think he's more on the low end of the wide receiver, too. And now you're looking at a scenario in Philadelphia where you've got a lot of miles to feed. You've got Alshon Jeffrey. Of course, Zach Ertz is there as well. I think Nelson Aguilar is now probably waiver wire fodder. As for Demarius Thomas, I think his value goes up somewhat just because of the change of scenery and the fact that he gets an upgrade at the quarterback position. But DT is never going to be an elite fantasy wide receiver like he was during his time with Peyton Manning. How about the teams that they left? What's the value for the players in Denver? What's the value for the players that are in Detroit? So the big winner is Corlin Sutton because now he's going to move into that Marius Thomas role. He should see an upgrade in terms of his snaps, in terms of his targets. So he is a big-time pickup off the waiver wire. And then when you're talking about Lions, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones are now going to be far more reliable fantasy options than they have been so far this season. They play at Minnesota here in Week 9. Uh, six teams on a bye. What position are fantasy owners going to have the hardest time with? It's always tight end. You're going to be playing... Ben Watson potentially this week based on the matchup. You're going to be potentially playing a guy like Ed Dixon coming off of a good game. Matchup isn't great, but at this point, fantasy owners are sort of struggling at the position. The one good bit of news is that we're starting to see some tight ends like O.J. Howard, like Austin Hooper, like David Njoku, like George Kittle, starting to sort of rise in terms of their fantasy value. And Jared Cook, although he's been inconsistent, is now seeing more targets after the Raiders traded Amari Cooper, so still a tough position to fill, but maybe it's getting a little bit better. He's Michael Fabiano, and for his entire list of starts and sits for Week 9, go to NFL.com slash Fantasy. Thanks, Mike. You got it, my man. I'm Jason Horowitz. Westwood One Sports. Hey, Dad, football takes a lot of hard work, doesn't it? It sure does, Ben. Hard work and discipline make a team successful. Like your CPA business? Yes, my clients and I are a team. I work with them for all of their income tax, payroll, and bookkeeping needs. It doesn't matter if it's one person, a family, or a whole business. I get things done, just like our football team does on the field. So do you have a playbook? Kind of. My goal is to do my absolute best for all of my clients. They can call me, William D. Booker, CPA, at 570-374-7343, or visit me at 530 South Market Street in Seals Grove. Next to the American Legion. Go Seals! Want to get a huge discount on any new Toyota at Aubrey Alexander Toyota? Just unlock it. It's the brand new feature at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. Go to any of the over 200 new Toyotas at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. It's this simple. Click on Get the Unlocked Price, log in, and unlock your low, low price. It's simple, it's fast, and you'll save on a huge selection of new Toyotas. Unlock your low price only at Aubrey AubreyAlexanderToyota.com Eagle 107 And it's impacted this game, no doubt, to the way things how, how have shaken out. How good is Sean, out. though? I mean, how good of a producer We always say he's the best he? in the biz, and there's no doubt about yeah. it. So Sean does Audible. it all. Audible. Sean with the audible. Nice call. Back in producing things here at halftime. Appreciate all the updated scores as well as we're getting ready for the second half. But before we do that, Ryan, we have a couple things to throw out. we got a lot of great listeners. We know we got Trace and Murphy listening, as they do each and every week. we got family members, people from all over. we got Brian Durr, assistant coach of the boys' soccer team. want to throw out a quick good luck to them, the Seals boys' soccer team. They're in a District 4 AAA title game against Athens. 
tomorrow, 4 p.m., and that's played up in the Williamsport area up at Balls Mills. So we want to wish them a very good luck to the Seals Grove Seals. The field hockey team won district championship this year. The, uh, the ladies' soccer team, the girls' soccer, came up short in their semifinal game but had a great season under uh, Cheryl Underhill. So, again, want to wish the boys a great uh, good luck to them in the title game against Athens. Four o'clock up in Balls Mills. Also, Ryan Allman's grandmother listens, Irene Walsh. She's one of Ryan's biggest fans of all time. Great supporter. She loves him to death. She listens to us all the time, whether she's in Mansfield and sometimes from Vegas as she's preparing for the uh, transformation of the Oakland Raiders making the move to Las Vegas. So she's listening all the time. She never misses a game. She actually counts how many times we say Ryan Allman. And, boy, She's got to use two pencils to get those shally marks, marks down. I'll tell you, I, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I've talked to Ryan Amis, mom and dad before. Pretty sure the grandparents own a couple McDonald's. I think the one in Mansfield and the one in Wellsboro, which I frequent from time to time as I work in the northern tier. So if you are listening, put down Ryan Brandt, discount, family discount, radio discount, whatever you want on my purchases. I appreciate it. We're here at halftime. Seals Grove leading 14-9 with an explosive end to the second half. Two touchdowns. Joe Kahn with a 40-yard touchdown reception. And then Swineford, his fellow senior, with a 72-yard touchdown reception. Both of those coming from freshman quarterback Danny Schock. I was handed the stats from our stat man, Zach Showers. Take a look at Team numbers here, first downs, bleak, to say the least, in that first half. Seals Grove had five, Midwest two less at three. Rushing department, not good either. 46 yards for Seals Grove, 49 yards for Midwest. The passing department, Seals Grove ended up with 131 yards. And, of course, two of them coming on the 40-yard touchdown reception and then the 72-yard touchdown reception. Midwest, we knew coming in. Didn't pass the ball very much, hadn't had a lot of success passing, and then first half it showed only 48 yards through the air for the Midwest Mustangs, so total yards in that first half. Seals Grove 177 yards, and the Midwest Mustangs with just 97. Penalties continue to be an issue. Seals Grove with seven penalties for 52 yards. Midwest four penalties for 20 yards. One turnover in that first half, a fumble by the Seals Grove Seals that led to a Midwest touchdown recovered by Owen Zekman for the touchdown for Midwest, their only touchdown in that first half. Individual numbers, quarterback Piccioni, three for eight, 48 yards. Two receptions by Klein for 22 yards. In the rushing department, Piccioni, six carries, 29 yards. And Klein, nine carries for 15 yards. Lover, three for five yards. For the Seals Grove Seals in the rushing department, shown three carries, 29 yards. Khan, four carries for 27 yards. He's just joining us. They changed their jersey numbers going from two, excuse me, 64. Uh, Joe Khan, and he changed it to number two. And also Nate Schoen wearing 51 to start playing that offensive line changes to five. So they have gone to the running game for the Seals Grove Seals. And again, Schoen 29 yards, Kahn 27 yards, Hollenbach nine carries for just 15 yards. In the passing department, Shock three for six, 131 yards, two touchdowns. His main target, Swineford, on that 72-yard touchdown catch. And Kahn for that 40-yard touchdown reception. Seals Grove Seals leading 14-9 as we start. The second half. Midwest will kick this one away. Line drive kick. It'll go past Joe Kahn, go into the end zone, and that's where the Seals Grove Seals will start. First down and 10 from their own 20-yard line, trailing, excuse me, leading 14-9 over the Midwest Mustangs. 
But I forgot we get the ball to start the second half. So those scores, two scores, two touchdowns in the final two minutes of the first half. And then you get the ball back to start the second half, starting at the 20-yard line. So all the momentum in the world now for Seelands Groove. They carried that momentum into halftime after those two late touchdowns. They come out in the I formation, shown the deep back. Ryan Allman playing fullback. Schoen gets the call. Nope. Quick throw out again one time to Schaefer. Looking for the block from Kant. As Kant had his block in front of him, Piccioni was able to knock Schaefer out of bounds at the 35-yard line. But, Ryan, that's a seal and gross seal first down. And the same play they ran uh, right around the, I believe, two, three-minute mark here in the first half. It was a third down and long. Schaefer's able to pick up the first down, the same exact underneath route. It's going to go shown this time. Trying to bounce it to the outside. Gets away from a defender, but grabbed by another Midwest defender, not able to get away from him, and he's going to go down there. The forward momentum, nope, not sure. Two officials walking in two different places. Let's figure out where the ball is going to be. They're going to place it down at the 38-yard line. That's going to be a loss of two. It'll be a second down and 12 for the Seals. Just starting the second half, Seals Grove leading 14-9 to here in the District 4 Quad A semifinal game. Heard Sean give update on the Jersey Shore score as they're beating up on Columbia Montour Votech. So the winner here will look like they'll travel to Jersey Shore. Sean gets the call, upended in the backfield. Another loss on the play of two. It's going to be a third down at about 14 for the Seals with their first offensive possession of the second half. Uh, good penetration there, defensive end for the Mustangs, and he goes low and catches Sean right on the shin, just knocks his base out from underneath him. And, Shown goes down again, two losses in a row there and runs for Seelands Grove. So a third down in long, 10.46 to go here in the third. I formation, shock drops back, looking for the screen again. Is going to throw it to Shown, but they read it all over it. And a quick stop there by Bennett, maybe a two-yard pickup. That's it, punny situation for the Seals. Yeah, nothing going there. Give credit Midwest. They came out, they honed it on the ball and made a couple stops there, forcing a fourth and long. Again, Seals Grove going to the screen play because of the pressure that Midwest has been sending up the middle, but Midwest all over it, able to get shown for another loss, three losses in a row. Funny situation for Metzger. Low snap, he gets it, kicks it away. Nice kick, fair catch going to be taken by Register outside of the 35-yard line. At the 38-yard line, Midwest will get the ball on offense for the first time to start the second half. And again, all the scoring by Midwest has been by the defense. They had a fumble recovery in the end zone by Zekman and then got the safety. Seals Grove, all their scoring on the offensive side with two touchdown receptions by the Seals. They lead 14-9 here in the third quarter. Well, I'll tell you, Midwest is very risky on their punt returns. The fair catch is sliding in. The ball's wet. It's raining out. We'll look to see later in the game if that might cost them. First down and 10 with Piccioni in the shotgun formation. Klein goes in motion. Piccioni gets the snap. He's going to run off to the left. Being chased by Ziders, he'll go down. Ziders got to him, showed his beautiful quickness, able to get to Piccioni. He gets up slow. And Ziders, you know, another senior coming up big for Seals Group. He's been in the backfield multiple times tonight. A couple times plays were stopped because of penalty. Other times it's gone, it gone away from him. So good to see him getting in there, getting some reward, a little bit of taste for the blood there for Ziders. And he works. He's the kind of guy that gets things in bulk. <laughs> Usually when he gets one big play, it's followed by another, and if not two, three more. So right now, Ziders 
senior leader defensive end getting in with a big tackle for a loss. Now it's going to be a stoppage in play here before this next one. Midwest will take a timeout here, Ryan. Boy, to try to recap on what we saw in that first half when Midwest, again, two defensive scores to put them up 9-0. Seals Grove gets the two touchdowns on the offensive side. But, man, to try to break it down and think about what the conversation was at halftime first on the Midwest side. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know what you say. I mean, as far as offense, I I think they did what they could do. They had a couple big runs. I think they're going to have to be a big play offense. I mean, they didn't have any success, obviously, throwing the ball, but they haven't had it really all season. So, you know, I think you go in, and, and, and if you're Midwest, and you just keep preaching, that, hey, we're in this. We came out. We got nine points on the board. Just keep the pressure. Just keep pressure. You know, keep playing the field position and, and let things fall as they will. And for Seals Grove, the, the conversation changed a lot within two minutes. <laughs> so, you know, I know they reiterated probably keeping the momentum, keep focus, keep executing, and this is the results you get. And they had two solid minutes of that to end the first half and to take a lead. And two big defensive play to start here at the second half. Low snap to Piccioni, running for his life off to the right. Chased by Ziders, still going. Ziders chasing him from behind, and it'll force him to run out of bounds as Piccioni crossed the 40-yard line out to the 41-yard line, well short of a first down. As it's now going to be a third down and about seven, four, maybe make it eight for the Midwest Mustangs. As Ziders just fires off the line and blows an offensive lineman right out of the way instantly chasing Piccioni the quarterback out and he didn't get the tackle but all that pressure is what forced that play out of bounds and on the run and again that's two plays in a row that Ziders Blaze Ziders has had a big impact on this Midwest offense looking for another big play here for the Seals Grove defense third down and long caught a third and seven design run by Piccioni caught in behind Blaze Ziders Senior defensive end comes up with another big play. I said it two plays ago. Usually when he makes one big play, it's followed by another, if not two or three. And three plays in a row, Ziders getting in there, getting some lunch, getting getting fed. And he's making an impact, pushing Midwest in the opposite direction. With 8.51 to go here in the third, Seals Grove leading 14-9, forcing a punting situation for the Midwest Mustangs. A line drive kick will be taken by Schoen at his own 38. Dances a bit at the 30. Up the left sideline. Shakes a defender. Still crawling. Pulls his way to the 45. Out to the 47-yard line before he hits the turf. Great field position for the Seals. They'll have it first down at 10 with all the momentum on their side. Well, everyone in the stadium right now that just watched that run and that hit delivered by Schoen, Everyone right now is thanking God that they're not number 22 because he just got lit up. The hardest working person out there was the trainer as the trainer was putting tape around Zyder's elbow. It had to reach eight foot up in the air to get to his elbow. He, she got it taped up. Great job by the <laughs> trainer. Get the center back out on the field, keeping the momentum going. First down and 10 for the Seals, leading 14 to 9 with Kant's going in motion. Fake it to Khan, roll it to the right. Ball is tapped, caught by the tight or caught by Metzger off the tap. Well, if you're going to have a tackle, an offensive tackle, catch the ball. Why not have it be the former tight, tight end? end. <laughs> <laughs> and and it was a good hands by Midwest getting their hands up a deflection. That's taught in practice. But what a presence of mind there by Metzger to grab that ball and, and uh, pick up a couple yards. It'll- 
second down and 10 as he was able to get to the original line of scrimmage off that tap and carried a few yards to get it back to a second down and 10. Shock turns, pitches to Khan. Khan underneath the defender. Gets caught, and he'll be taken down after one-yard pickup by senior running back Joe Khan. There'll be a third down and nine for Sealens Grove. They lead 14-9. Brian, we're looking for candidates for the Schmokenham Health Center backbreaker plays of the game. And boy, a big play here could be just that. A candidate for the Schmokenham Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Third down and nine for the Seals. Tight formation, wide receivers to each side. Condalone back in the backfield. Shock drops back. Looks for Schaefer. Schaefer makes the catch into Midwest territory, but he's tackled by Klein. And also coming up making the stop is Snook. Well short of a first down, it'll be a fourth down and a punting situation for the Seals. Uh, a career day for Schaefer. I don't have his season, season stats as receiver, but I think he's got three or four catches alone in today's game. So he's having a big game, make, getting some yards, picked up two crucial first downs for the Seal offense. Schaefer coming tonight, just one catch for six yards. So he is having a big night from the tight end position. Good punt by Metzger. Return man makes the catch at the 10. And he'll maybe get to the 13, and that's going to be it. As you see, Nyland, Swineford, Macharo, Macharo, Cam Fogarty all down there to make sure the return man doesn't get get beyond the 12-yard line. So like you said, Schaefer having a good night, just a simple, you know, flaring out into the flat and getting a throw from Shock. Came in tonight with just that one catch, and he's been able to get out there and make some good catches for the Seals Grove offense. First down and 10 for Midwest. They trail 14-9 with 6.40 to go here in the third period. Picchione under center. Takes the snap. Quick throw. Wide receiver screen. Caught out there by Register, but he's going to be tackled immediately as that was Teague Hoover, the safety involved, and also Schaefer made the stop out on the left side of the defense for the Seals. Yeah, Teague Hoover read that perfectly. Fired from his safety position. Got the first hit, unable to get the tackle, though. Schaefer and Nyland, though, come and finish it off. So nice play there on first down for the Seals Group defense. No gain, second down and 10. Clock continues to wind down the six minutes to go here in the third period. Picchione, design run off the right side, hit by Everett Thomas, and somebody came up low on him. That was Schaefer, who got to his feet. Short pickup, third down and long for Midwest. Yeah, Schaefer sheds his lead blocker there. Gets off the block. You're right, he went low and took the feet. But a pickup of three on the play. I do think Everett Thomas was in on that as well to help stop the run. Big third down play here. Ball's just outside of the 15-yard line in Midwest territory. Third down and seven. Midwest trailing 14-9. Seals Grove's running off 14. Unanswered points to take the lead. Trips to the left. Picchione in the shotgun, drops back under heavy pressure, takes off and runs, and it's going to get hit right around the first down marker. He showed it to Billy Ryan Ryan Allman made the hit, but it's going to be a matter of a spot, and the chain gang's moving, so it looks like it's going to be a first down. Give a lot of credit to Picchione on that run as he got blasted. Oh, yeah, Picchione avoided a lot there. and looked like Joe Kahn was going to come up with the stop. Picchione does a little shifty juke, gets out of way. Kahn dives, does grab the foot and stumble him up, and then... You're right, Ryan Ahmet in to make the tackle, but it was just enough for the Midwest first down. Rain continues to come down 
here at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. First down and 10 for the Mustangs, trailing 14-9. Blitz coming by Ryan Almond. Handoff goes to the deep man. Runs away from Almond. That's Klein, and then he's going to be picked up. Micaiah Showers gets in. They pick him up, take him down after about a three-yard pickup. It'll be a second down and seven. And as I mentioned, it's back-to-back touchdown for the Seals. Grove Seals, two receiving touchdowns from Danny Schock. The first one to Kahn, the second one to Swineford. One was a two-play drive. The other was a one-play drive. All our drive summaries are brought to you by Seals Grove Ford as they bring you our drive summaries. Second down and seven. 4.15 to go here in the third. Shotgun formation for the Mustangs. Blitz coming. Ryan Ahmed. Picchione takes off again. He'll get to the 25-yard line. There's a flag on the play. So as they chit-chat through that to figure out the call there, remind you that Sunday Night Football is on WKOK as the Packers visit the Patriots starting at 7.30. Monday Night Football has Dallas hosting Tennessee beginning at 7.30 and see the full NFL broadcast schedule online at WKOK.com. Officials continue to chit-chat. Got some shifting going on, but Seals Grove are going to decline the penalty to make it a third down and seven instead of a second down and 12. Mustangs have it at their own 26-yard line. They trail 14-9 to with 3.50 clock running here in the third period. Trips to the left. Zekman in the slot. Piccioni in the shotgun formation, gets the slow, low snap, gets rid of it. A high pass. Niley goes up and knocks it to the turf. Spikes it like you would see in volleyball is intended for Klein, but he, he did a great job, Ryan, to make sure to put it to the turf and not try to make an interception there. He puts it on the turf. Incomplete fourth down for the Mustangs. Well, I actually think he was going for the interception. I just think he mistimed his jump there. He hit that ball on his way down. Got his fingers on it. Got enough to deflect it. I think he was going to get the interception, but the ball floated on him a little bit because that was well underthrown. Another flag will be thrown here. We're going to get a legal substitution against the Midwest Mustangs. So instead of being fourth and seven at their own 26-yard line, that's going to walk them back and make this a more difficult situation. Again, Brian, you talk about it all the time. You talk about field position. You talk about swinging sides of the field and boy five-yard penalties like that does it because now it puts Khan and shown at midfield waiting for the punt from sour snap is good sour catches it and punts it away short kick goes off to the right it's going to bounce in seals grove excuse me in midwest territory about the 49 yard line the officials walk it up the left sideline He'll stop at the 48. Seals Grove will have great field position at the Midwest 48-yard line, leading 14-9 with 3.28 to go here in the third. And I think that punt going out of bounds is probably the best thing for Midwest. Had decent distance on it. You get no return. And the way that Nate Schoen and Joe Kahn have been running the ball right now, I think keeping the ball out of their hands on special teams is probably the best scenario for them. So that was a nice place kick out of bounds at about midfield. Swineford splits far to the right. He has a 72-yard touchdown reception in the ball game. It was the one that put Seals Grove in the lead. One wide receiver split to the left. Shock under center. Takes the snap. Getting pressure. Rolling to his right. Going to try to take off and run with it. Caught from behind, and he'll go down. 
Owen Zekman makes the stop. Lawson will play back at Seals Grove territory at the 49. Loss of three, second down 13. Yeah, that time Shaka got the pressure. As soon as the pressure got there, he just brought the ball down. Got a one-on-one over here on that side he was rolling to. Swineford much bigger than the cornerback. That might be just one of those where you throw it up in the air a spot and let your receiver try and make a play on it. Instead, he takes the loss, and uh, it'll be second down and 13. Like see his handoff here to Schoen. They're going to give a pitch to Schoen. Off the right. Spins out of a tackle. There's going to be a flag on the play as Schoen was able to take it into Midwest territory to the 46-yard line. But there's going to be a holding call, and it's going to go against the Seals Grove Seals, which I completely disagree. That was not a holding call. That's a bad call by the head official. Wish I could figure out who that is. What, what is the name out there? I might know it. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, again, Seals Grove has been hurting themselves with the holdings this uh, the last couple of weeks, especially. But showing that those tough runs are starting to wear out on Midwest. You can see their 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 defense is not not jumping up off the turf after plays are over. Actually, trying to help each other out. There is a wear factor that I can see visually right now. So Midwest, if they want to win this game, they're gonna have to find something deep from inside to, to power it. Bunch formation to the left for the Seals. Danny Shot gets a shotgun snap. Looking for Swiper down the right sideline. Swiper makes an adjustment, unable to make the catch. Hits the turf. Falls incomplete. Ah, I slid through his hands, hit him right in the numbers, too. Good pass backside. Swineford goes up, and I just think that's a moisture issue. You could just see it. It went right in his hands, slid right through. I think they need a new ball because Piccioni, who defended on that, went to throw it to the official. Beautiful spiral and went right through the officials' hands <laughs> as well. So they replaced the ball with hopefully a bit drier ball. As Seals grows faced with a third down and 26. They need to get all the way to the Midwest 38-yard line. They have it at their own 36-yard line. Shock drops back. Deep down the right side of it again. Looking for Swiper. It threw his hands again. Incomplete. Defended by Piccioni. Piccioni getting off the turf slowly. And, Ryan, we always call it like we see it. I like this Piccioni kid. Oh, yeah. Tough. I mean, he's playing defensive back, quarterback. He's run the ball. He's getting up. He's got a... A little bit, bit of a hitch in his giddy-up, and he's back to the line of scrimmage. What was the name of the quarterback at uh, Central Mountain? We'll have to look that up, but I know who you're talking about. <laughs> he reminds me of that, that player as Probes. well. Probes. Probes, that's what it is. Yep. Yep. As Metzger gets us, it's blocked! Metzger's putt is blocked! This is a scramble for it, and Midwest is going to come away with a recovery. Brian, we talk about Smokin' Dam Health Center backbreaker plays of the game. Metzger gets his punt blocked for the first time all season. And for Midwest, could come at a bigger time. Yeah, snap was a little low. Metzger had to get low to get it, but just good effort there from Midwest out around the edge, and they dive and get hands on the ball, and now they put themselves in a position. Again, their special team sets up the field position for them. Beginning of the game, they start out with the opening kickoff, and then they were able to maintain position with good punts and defensive stands until they capitalized defensively and got some scores. But right now their offense in a great position. Deep man gets the call. That's Klein. He goes down. Is Ahmed able to get in the backfield and take him down? That's the second punt block of the season for the Midwest Mustangs. Giving them real good field position. They do trail 14-9 with 1.53 to go here in the third. But the first play, because of sophomore Ryan Ahmed, it's a loss on the play of a half yard. It'll be a second down and about 11 for the Mustangs. Ryan Ahmed with seven tackles tonight, two for a loss. Shotgun formation for Piccioni. 
Wide receivers to each side. Trips to the right. Low snap to Piccioni. It's on the turf. He dives on top of it. Ryan Almit, Blaze Ziders, Everett Thomas, Nate Schoen. All back there to make sure Piccioni doesn't pick that one up. Lost in the play to take it outside of Seelands Grove 32-yard line. So what was great field position at the Seelands Grove 26 is now being pushed out to the 32-yard line after back-to-back losses for the Midwest Mustangs. Well, you can see in the huddle, a lot of hands on hips. They're tiptoeing up to the line of scrimmage. No one in a hurry to set up a line of scrimmage. I think you're seeing the wear down effect officially here for Midwest. High formation behind Piccioni. Takes the snap, rolling to his right. Looking, gets the pressure, backpedaling, gets rid of it, and throws it out of bounds for an incomplete. It was Joe Kahn and Schaefer on the pressure, and Piccioni just had to throw it away. Fourth down for the Midwest Mustangs with the Mustangs trailing 14-9 late here in the third. It's just like uh, hot knife and butter. That Seals Grove defense is just plowing through right now, almost with no resistance. They're playing with a different level of energy than their opponent and a different physicality, and you can see the difference right now at the line of scrimmage. Well, fourth down and 16 with 51 seconds to go here in the third. Seals Grove leading 14-9. Piccioni in the shotgun formation, takes a snap, drops back under heavy pressure again, and he's going to go down. Blaze Niners once again comes through, gets up and dances, and going to get a high five and a congratulatory hug from his teammates led by Nate Jones. Nine tackles for Ziders tonight. He's got four tackles for a loss, and now he has a sack. Huge second half for Blaze Ziders. Blaze Ziders fills up the stat sheet all season long, came in tonight with 53 tackles. 11 tackle for losses and three sacks. He continues to add those to those numbers and with his play, turns the ball over on downs back to the Seals Grove Seals. So a block punt by Midwest. The defense comes up big for Seals Grove, turns it over on downs, and now we have a flag on the play because Hoover was out there. I think he thought they still were on defense. He's going to come out to the side. There's too many guys out there. That's illegal substitution. It'll be a five-yard walk-off, and it will be First down and 15 for the Seals, leading 14-9, which is 45 seconds to go here in the third. I think you have to be right because I don't know if I've seen him play in the offense this year, so he maybe thought it was fourth down and still hanging out in the field. Bastion goes in motion, shock under center, turns, pitches to, to Khan. Khan trying to get to the edge, cuts under defender, well defended by Midwest, led by number 53 that time. That's Favre, the captain. The senior, 6'2", 215 pounds, makes a nice play on Khan. Loss on the play, and it's going to bring up a second down. And actually it looks like it'll give him back to the original line of scrimmage. Second down and 15 for the Seals. Yeah, they try to do the toss, get Joe outside, create an edge, but Midwest linebackers get to the spot, force Joe back in, tries to get some guys to miss, but unable to. Khan gets the call out of the I formation this time and just blown up. Sowers comes in and just, and now Metzger's going to do some kind of dancing and stuff, and then Klein's going to clap in his face, and there's going to be another flag. Well, I don't know. Now the flags are offset because Klein didn't walk away from Metzger after Metzger made the boo-boo play. And and honestly, I don't think Metzger made a boo-boo. He played until the whistle. He was blocking engaged, and it just so happens he pancaked the guy. But it wasn't late after the whistle, but since it was pretty aggressive and, and, and violent, he was definitely the bigger man in the play. They're going to throw a flag for that. It's a bad call. Now, it's going to be offset there because you're going to have the personal foul on, on the clapping in his face by the Midwest player. But still, I, the, the initial flag was a bad call. So 
personal foul going both ways. And while they continue to chit-chat about that, the Steelers visit the Inner Harbor on Sunday as they meet the Ravens. It's Pittsburgh Steelers football starting with the pregame at 11, kickoff at 1 on 100.9 the Valley. And with that back-to-back penalties, it takes it down to 0-0 on the third quarter clock. So we're going to flip sides of the field, get ready for the fourth quarter. Seals Grove goes into the fourth quarter, leading 14-9 here in the District 4 Quad A semifinal game. This is Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford here on Eagle 107 at eagle107.com. Seals Grove Ford is proud to be part of the Seals Grove community and happy to support our local students and athletes at every level. They say it takes a community to raise a child, and Seals Grove Ford is proud to be part of a community that instills upon its youth the traits of preparation, hard work, drive, determination, and a great attitude. All are needed to be successful in school, business, and life. Good luck to all Seals throughout your career from Seals Grove Ford at the bridge in Seals Grove. Go Seals! Eagle 107. 107. First final score in tonight, District 4, AA, quarterfinal, Southern Columbia shutting out Line Mountain 55-0. Southern Columbia will take on Troy or Wellsboro next week. Let's take you into the fourth quarter. Seals up 14-9. Pat O'Brien, Ryan Brandt, guys. Thank you, Sean. Tonight after the game, you can hear scores and highlights from across the region in the Alpha Electric Electrifying Call of the Week with Sean Carey in the Sunbury Motor Seals game night right here on Eagle 107 and the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. We move to the fourth quarter. Seals Grove leading 14-9 after, after Midwest had led 9-0. A quick throw this time. Looking for Schoen and almost intercepted. Schoen had run right down the left hash, and Shock was looking for him. It falls incomplete after the defender knocked it away. It'll be... A fourth down in a punting situation for the Seals. Yeah, just a little too much air on that. That ball just floated a little too long. Schoen was open. Yeah, there was a window, but you were going to have to zip that one in there. Defense closed in on it, knocked it down. Almost came away with the interception, but Seals are now forced to punt at fourth and 25. Remember, the last punt got blocked. Metzger gets the catch here, and he gets it away. Good punt. As he punts it over Register's head, he'll go back and pick it up off the turf at the 20. Dances at the 25. He's got some room. Crosses the 30. Out to the 34-yard line. Macharo back there along with Schaefer to make the stop. You see Christian Kantz also on the stop as well. Look at the scoring recap up to this point. Started out 9-0 on a fumble recovery by Midwest in the first quarter and a safety. Seelsgrove would come back with back-to-back touchdowns in the second quarter as they would take the lead 14-9 into halftime. No score in the third quarter. So right now, Seals Grove leading 14-9 here in the fourth quarter. Piccioni under center. Eye formation behind him with two wide receivers split to the left. Lover for Midwest at the fullback position. Piccioni's going to give it to him. Goes forward over the 35-yard line to the 36-yard line. Ziders and Makai Showers in on the stop. Couple-yard pickup that time from Midwest as the rain continues to pour here at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. Hope you're enjoying the broadcast here in your comfortable confines of your home or wherever you may be. We appreciate you listening to Eagle 107, eagle107.com. Our 10th season of bringing you Seals Grove Seals football as we're in the district semifinal playoff game. Quick throw this time is... 
A catch is made that time. Piccioni able to find his receiver going up the left hash, making the catch. Is that Clyde on the other end of that? Nope. That's number 88 making the catch, and that's LeVan. And that's a big first down for the Midwest Mustangs as they get it to the Seals Grove 49-yard line. And up to that point, each team only had one first down in the half, so Midwest picking up their second of the half. This comes after Midwest had 23 first downs a week ago against Tunkanik. First down and 10 for Piccioni under center. Blitz coming by the Seals. Piccioni gives it to the deep man, Klein, caught the backfield, and then slammed to the turf. That Schaefer making the stop. Bastion helped out there. Also, Micaiah showers, but mostly led by junior linebacker Schaefer. Yeah, Schaefer having a beautiful game tonight. Got six tackles, has about three or four receptions in the game. Just having a well-played game all around both sides of the ball. A loss of one on the play. Second down and nine for the Midwest Mustangs. Ten minutes to go in the game. Blitz again coming. Picciotti on the reverse this time. The register being chased by Ziders. It'll go down. Beautiful play by again by the senior defensive end. Well disciplined. And he's able to get the register on the end around. Big loss on the play. Back to the 42-yard line. Hey, listen, Ziders is having a career-type game. That's his fifth tackle for a loss. He's got 11 tackles in the game. He has the sack. He's just playing lights out right now. What a response there. He can fire out of a cannon. For a sturdier, built, thicker guy, he can fly around. Kind of reminds me a little bit of like that Matt Wenrick at that big, broad body, but with speed as well and, and, and a hard mentality. That's a big tackle there from Ziders. Third down and forever for the Mustangs. Piccioni being pressured again, rolling to his right. He's going to get rid of it. He's going to sail well out of bounds. He got heavy pressure by Nate Schoen. He's going to get a high five from Micaiah Showers, but it falls incomplete. It brings up a fourth down and a punting situation for the Midwest Mustangs with 9-11 to go in this game. Seals Grove holding on to a 14-9 lead as Piccioni goes to the sideline with a hitch and his giddy up. I mean, he took a big hit. He's not even going to the sideline. No, Sorry. he's lining up. <laughs> Poor kid. Uh, he's tough. I'll tell you what a competitor the Piccioni is. A tough kid. Punts away. Line drive kick. Sending Schoen back. Schoen's going to watch it roll inside of the 10-yard line and go out right at the 10-yard line. And Seals Grove will take over first down and 10 from their own 10-yard line, leading 14-9 to over the Midwest Mustangs. Midwest Mustangs finished the regular season at 5-4, and four, their first season as the Midwest Mustangs in high school football. Kudos to them and their success coming into their first season. And again, end up with a 5-4 and four record, making it to the district playoffs, taking on the Seals Grove Seals here on the road. They got up to a 9-0 lead on two defensive plays. A fumble recovery in the end zone and a safety, but Seals grow back-to-back touchdowns in that first half and took the 14-9 lead at halftime. That's where we stand. Keeper this time. Nope, that's actually a deep man. Schoen got the call off the right side. It looked like Danny Schock was going to keep it, but handed it up to the deep man, and there's a injury on the field after that run by Schoen. They're going to mark it about a five-yard pickup. Be a second down and five as Lauber for the Midwest Mustangs will go off the field. He's just a sophomore, Ryan. He's 5'10", 210 pounds. He's a good player. Yeah, and he wears number 44. 
which was the same number as Justin Lover, which was a big sophomore that played for Seals Grove back in the early 2000s. But he's being looked at on the sideline by the training staff for the Mustangs. Second down and five. 8.32 to go in the game. Give it to Schoen again. Straight between the tackles. Using a good push by that offensive line. And he's going to be able to pick up the first down for the Seals Grove Seals. Look at it, that offensive line up front. Bainey in the game and has played. He was hurt. He's been able to get in there and play. Also, you see number 79 in the game as well. Michael Maul. Ziders, the center, getting a good push. Big first down pickup for the Seals. Schoen going to get the call again. Not much there that time. Going to be bent backwards and slammed to the turf. Look like they'll mark it. Maybe a yard pickup, maybe a half yard. But right now it's about positive plays and keeping the clock running. Under eight minutes to go in the game. Seals Grove hanging on to a 14-9 lead over the Midwest Mustangs. Yeah, and Schoen just running hard right now. Again, you know, every time he hits this, these defenders, it's an impact. I mean, he, he delivers a blow. He's a big, strong kid. And these are the kind of hits that just keep wearing and wearing and wearing as the game goes on. Seals Grove looking for a crucial first down here. Shot going to throw it out for Schaefer well over his head. He goes into the turf. Incomplete third down and nine for the Seals Grove Seals. And, Ryan, I keep saying holding on to a 14-9 lead. The conditions, you can get a mishap, something. And Midwest has taken advantage of the defensive side, and that's how they got in their nine points. And I feel like we kind of got in a comfort zone right now, like we have this thing all locked up. But a, a, a pick six or a fumble scoop and a touchdown, and you're down. And, and Seals' your offense has not been able to do anything here in the second half. Going to go with the screen pass. Throws it out there to Schoen, making the catch, reverses its field, runs over defender, trying to get to that first down marker, uses a strike, and he will! He's able to drag three defender for a first down and a huge play by the Seals Grove sophomore running back picking up a first down for the Seals. And this is the perfect time for Sean Carey's favorite call. Mama, there goes that man. I mean, that was a big boy run. Nate Schoen making some guys miss. He was initially gang tackled two, three yards short of the first down, but he just powers it. He wills his way to the first down marker. Seals Grove much needed first down there. Take it out to the 35-yard line. Turn. Give it to Khan. Khan dragging defenders as he's going to take it to the 44-yard line. He'll pick up four. Second down and six. Clock continues to run with 6.50 to go in the game. 14-9 lead for the Seals Grove Seals. That offensive line continue to get that push. Benford, Metzger, Maul, Bainey, Ziders. They're going to be the main catalyst to see if we can wind this clock out. Give it to Khan again. Shakes the defender to backfield. Spins beyond the 42 out to the 43-yard line. Will be short of a first down as it now will be third down and two for the Seals. What do they do, Ryan? I, I, you know, right now you put your freshest running back in and let him hit the hole. That's where your success has been. You have had the screen pass. You have had the underneath the Schaefer. So it should, but you've, you've had, you haven't executed a high percentage in those pass plays. Tight ends on the left turn. That's where they're going to go. Joe Con first down and more into the second third. Running away from defenders at the 35-30. Still going to the 20. Inside the 20 as they'll mark him all the way down at the 18-yard line. Ryan, we have a candidate for the Smoking Dam Health Center. Backbreaker play of the game. And what a job by Joe Con to read the opening. He makes some shifty moves and make guys miss. And then he just turns on the after boosters, and he almost pulls away. It's a shoestring tackle as he was going to go into the end zone. But 
a big play, changes the field position, seals inside the red zone. First down and 10, shown the lone back of the backfield, he'll get the call, gets it through to the 15, to the 10, runs over a guy down to the nine yard line. Mr. Bennett, meet Nate Schoen. Uh, nobody wants to tackle this guy right now. He is just running like a bull, and nobody wants to get in the way. They're just hanging on and hoping that he trips up over their body and just punishing and demoralizing type of running. He's going to get the call again between tackles, and this time great job up front by Sauer. He's able to make the stop on Schoen. They quickly got up to the line of scrimmage and trying to pick up that first down, but Sauer made the play, stopping. First, now it's a third down and one. Shown the lone back of the backfield. Three wide receivers in the formation. Give to Schoen again. Bounces to the outside, dragging defenders, but he's going to get to the nine-yard line. And now it's going to be a fourth down in less than a yard. See what they do here. Are they going to measure here? Because 14 to 9, if they kick the field goal, they go up 17, but that just puts you up 8. So they're going to go for it here. See if Danny Shock just keeps it, rides the back of Ziders. He does. First down pickup. Ziders doing it on the offensive side as well. As he's able to give Danny Shock plenty of room for a first down pickup. It'll be a first down. Goal to go for the Seals. A great offensive call there. Don't outcoach yourself. Keep it simple. Trust in, in Ziders, your strong center, your senior leader. And have your big, strong freshman quarterback, Danny Schock, lean forward and get that first down. Well-executed uh, QB keeper there. Now Seals Grove is seven, eight yards away from maybe putting this game in the books. They lead 14-9 with 4.15 to go in the game. Give it to Khan. Khan Dragon defenders trying to get to the five-yard line. He's unable to. But short of the five. Tough run by your senior running back. Clock continues to run for the Seals at four minutes to go in the game. And like you said, Ryan, looking to put the nail in the coffin if they're able to get a touchdown here. High formation now. Fullback is shown. Khan, the deep man in the eye. Shock under center. Pitches it to Khan. Going right. He fumbles the ball, and he jumps on top of it and able to scoop it up. Wow. Wet ball. Uh, that's absolutely a wet ball. Jokon does not fumble the ball, especially when he's running out around the edge. That just slipped out. It's a wet ball right now. And, that, hey, the, the weather is the equalizer. It's another defender on the field for both offenses. And that's just simply what it was there. But Joe able to pick up the ball, kept his focus, maintained the possession. And now, you know, you're still in field goal range. Clock is running. Well, the thing is, Joe Kahn has three fumble recoveries on the defensive side. I don't know if there was a big old fumble recovery <laughs> all season long from your senior running back. No, that was major there because if he doesn't get it and Midwest is able to pick it up, there's no resistance. We're going to end up having a timeout as they take a timeout with one second left on the play clock. Sean, that allows us to throw it back to you to get some updated scores on other games, especially our Blaze Alexander for tough game of the week. Sean. All right, guys, thanks very much. Aubrey Alexander, Toyota, out-of-town scoreboard in the other District 4 quad A semifinal. It is final at Thompson tonight. Jersey Shore shutting out Columbia Montour Votech 52 to nothing. Checking District 4 AA games tonight. Our Blaze Alexander 4 tough game of the night goes to Mount Carmel, 41 to 6 over Tawanda. Next week at the Silver Bowl, Mount Carmel will take on North Penn Mansfield. They have beaten Bloomsburg 16 to 6. Southern Columbia shutting out Line Mountain. 
Madison 55 nothing. Southern Columbia will play either Troy or Wellsboro. Troy leading 38 to 20 in the fourth. Score updates all night long at Eagle107.com. Back to Pat and Ryan. Thank you, Sean. Coming up after the game, we'll have interviews from down on the field with Coach Derek Hicks and players of our choosing. The stats, the Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game and more. And it's part of our service electric postgame show after the game here on Eagle 107 at Eagle107.com. After the fumble recovery by Khan, it puts it back at the 14-yard line, third down and goal to go. Danny Schock's going to keep it. He's inside the five. Still going. Goal line. Touchdown, Steelers Grove Seals. Design keeper for the freshman quarterback, Nate Schoen leading the way. And Danny Schock slips into the end zone and possibly pushing this Seals Grove football team to the district championship game with that run. He gets his fifth rushing touchdown of the season from your freshman quarterback on the design run. He had to avoid a couple defenders, and he took it in the end zone for the touchdown for the Seals. And now they'll attempt the extra point here. Christian can't snap. Brett Forhold and Kyle Rule look to kick the extra point. It's up, and it's good. And one thing I want to tell you, give credit the snapper is not Christian Kant. The snapper for the Seals is Connor Reinhardt, the junior. And he did a great job to allow the execution of the extra point as the Seals grow. Seals push their lead to 21 9 with 21 unanswered points. And Danny Schock has been involved in all three touchdowns. Yeah, and with a 12 point lead, that eliminates any field goal opportunities now for Midwest. They will need two touchdowns if they want to win this game with only two minutes and 50 seconds remaining. And let's face it, their offense hasn't scored this game all nine points by the defense as they jumped on a fumble in the end zone for the first touchdown and got the safety all in the first half. And since then, they have not put any points on the board. So this Midwest offense shut out tonight and in a position where they're going to have to throw in the rain and they're going to need two scores. Not looking good for Midwest. And with your Warrior Picciotia quarterback being hit all night long, that's going to be a lot to ask of your quarterback who's played a great game, tough kid, but again, a lot to ask. Whip kick, going to go to the up man. He fumbles it. It's at the 30 still, and it's going to go out of bounds at the 30-yard line as Dean Hollenbach makes sure it goes out of bounds. A return man. It was an up man who attempted to make the return, and that's Swineford. But the Seals Grove Seals able to cover on that. The ball goes out of bounds at 31-yard line. Ryan, when you ask for it, you get it. 15-play drive, 90 yards, taking 6 minutes and 11 seconds, finished off by the Danny Shock touchdown run, his fifth of the season. The extra point good. Seals Grove now leading 21-9. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. So Seals Grove will see Midwest come out trailing 21-9. Seals Grove run off 21 unanswered points, still under the steady rain as we'll get a timeout, a timeout on the field. Ryan, give a chance to talk about this from a defensive side because Seals Grove has shut out Midwest on the defensive side as the Midwest offense has not scored. Midwest came in to the night averaging from a point standpoint, 25.2 points per game. Seals Grove defense, we asked for it. They stepped up and played well. And a lot of it has to do with the pressure they've been able to get in the backfield. You know, they have the two sacks, but eight other guys have also recorded a tackle for a loss. Leading the ways, Ryan Ahmed has three tackles for a loss. And then obviously Blaze Ziders with five. 
Joe Kahn has two. And then you got Ziders and Joe Kahn leading the way in tackles. Kahn right now is at the 10, 11 tackles. Ziders at 11. Ryan Ahmed in there with eight. And uh, Schaefer tonight, big game as well. He's got six tackles. But this defense is just doing it. Every single one of them flying to the ball, making plays here, especially in the second half at crucial times. Looks to be setting up a district championship game once again between the Seamless Grove Seals and the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Low snap this time to Piccioni, running for his life, going left, being chased by Schaefer, still going, squares up, gets rid of it, and finds a receiver as Clyde makes the catch, and he's knocked out of bounds. And there is a flag on the play, but again, Ryan, I talked about Piccioni, the Midwest quarterback, and I mentioned the word warrior. This kid didn't run to the sidelines, run out of bounds. He squared up, knowing he was under heavy pressure, and threw a ball that eventually was completed. But unfortunately, like the weather, it's going to be washed out. Yeah, and, and, and beyond tough, he's just a competitor. He's not giving up, and he knows the odds are extremely against him. But he just will not give up. He could have easily been selfish, stepped out of bounds, not taken a hit. And instead, he finds a receiver. All to be, as you said, washed away, though, with a penalty. But you, you got to appreciate the, the warrior in him. As it's a spot foul, and there's a lot of action deep in the backfield, so it's going to push it all the way back as I see Giuseppe, Giuseppe Ferraro into the ball game for the Seals Grove Seals. He's playing that left defensive end position for the Seals on this first down play for Midwest. Piccioni rolling to his left again, gets rid of it over the intended receiver, Klein's head, falls incomplete, and it's going to bring up a second down and 27 for the Midwest Mustangs with 2.16 to go in the game. Seals Grove leading 21-9 as Seals Grove's able to run off 21 unanswered points. They trailed 9-0 at the end of the first quarter. And for the majority of the second quarter, they trailed 9-0 until Seals Grove was able to get on the board when Chuck found Kahn for the 40-yard touchdown reception. Seals Grove come back at another touchdown on the 72-yard touchdown reception from Chuck to Swineford. Second down and 27. Piccioni drops back under heavy pressure. Going to take off and run, and he just taken off his feet by senior Blaze Ziders, who as a gentleman helps Piccioni back to his feet. Again, a shout-out to the Seals Grove boys soccer team. They're in the district championship game against Athens, 4 o'clock tomorrow up in Balls Mills. Good luck to them. So a lot of action being had as Seals Grove will seek district gold next week against the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. The field hockey team was able to get the district championship game earlier in the week. Piccioni drops back. Heavy pressure. Gets rid of down the left sideline. Swiped out on the coverage, and he's able to knock it away. Intended for Cam Klein. Ball falls incomplete, and it's going to bring up a fourth down in 27. And you want to stick around after the game here. Ryan's going to make his way down on a rainy Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field to check in with Coach Derek Hicks. Also, players of his choosing... And it's all part of the Service Electric post-game show, as we'll also get our stats from our stat man, Zach Showers. Smoking him, Hill Center backbreaker play of the game as Seals Grove is now sitting at just 1.30 away 
from winning district semifinal game here to set up a matchup against the Jersey Shore Bulldogs next week. Piccioni gets the ball, takes off and runs. Schaefer had a chance at him, didn't get him. Piccioni gets rid of it. It's got a man wide open. Register and Register is unable to make the catch. And Joe Klein or Joe Kahn makes the hit as Register gets to his feet, and he is wobbly after the hit from Joe Kahn. Flags thrown after the hit by Joe Kahn. And it's for our listeners, one of those hits that's always questionable around whether it's shoulder helmet to helmet but the officials will chit chat about it and again that'll give us a chance to remind you you can stick around after the game for scores and highlights from across the region and of course the alpha electric electrifying call of the week with sean carey at the sunbury motor seals game night right here on eagle 107 at the sunbury broadcasting corporation app and one of the candidates for our electrifying call of the week is the 72-yard touchdown reception by Ben Swineford. And that was the catch that put Seals Grove up 14-9. We also have candidates for the Schmokendam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. And that's going to be a penalty against the Seals Grove Seals. They'll walk that off. They'll have to gather themselves here after the penalty. First down. For the Midwest Mustangs trailing with 122 to go in the game, trailing 21 to 9. So officials continue to talk, talk, and it will be fourth down for the Midwest Mustangs. But the Seals Grove Seals defense continues to play well here tonight, playing big against this Midwest Mustang team. Came in. After a great inaugural season by the Snyder County team setting up the Snyder County showdown between the Seals and the Midwest Mustangs. Piccioni rolling to his left. Looking. Lots of time now being chased by Ziders. Gets rid of it. Zekman make the catch. Looking for a signal from the official. And I can't see one from the official. But either way, it's going to be short of a first down. It'll be a turnover on downs back to the Seals Grove offense. He's out of bounds. Seals Again, Midwest got up 9-0 on a fumble recovery with 2.08 to go in the first quarter and then a safety. Seals Grove able to get back-to-back touchdowns, take the 14-9 lead at half. There was no scoring in third. And then Seals Grove got the quarterback keeper by freshman quarterback Danny Schock 14 yards out after a 15-play drive covering 90 yards. And Seals Grove's going to go into victory formation as the clock will wind down to one minute and ten seconds. Best formation in football. A victory formation for the Seals Grove Seals. And Seals Grove will have to travel to Thompson Street Stadium to take on the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, the number one seed in quad A District 4 to take on the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. It'll be the first time all season Seals Grove will play on the grass. Tonight was the first time all season that Midwest played on the turf. And, boy, they gave Seals Grove everything they could handle. Kudos to Midwest on a great season. Came here tonight with the idea they're going to win under head coach Brad Hatter. Had Seals Grove on the rope, leading 9 nothing till late in that first half before Seals Grove was able to get a big play from Joe Kahn and then from Ben Swineford. Seals Grove runs off 21 straight points to beat the Midwest Mustangs 21 
to nine. As Seals Grove will advance to the District 4 Quad A Championship game against the Jersey Shore Bulldogs next week as the teams will meet at midfield for the traditional handshake. And I can assure you, Coach Derek Hicks, when he meets up with Ryan and talks to him down on the field, he's going to have a lot of respect for that Midwest Mustang team who got out to the 9 nothing lead. Again, the, the recap as Zekman was able to make the fumble recovery with 2.08 to go in that first quarter. Extra point was good. 7-0 lead for the Mustangs. And then they got a safety just moments later with 121 after Seals Grove had back-to-back miscues on the snap in handle by freshman quarterback Danny Schock. And it was finished off by a safety as they handed it off. And they were unable to get out of the end zone. That would be the score at the end of the first quarter. Then Seals Grove again got a touchdown, 40-yard touchdown reception on a screen pass to Joe Kahn. It was his second touchdown reception of the season by Joe Kahn. And it came from Danny Shock, which was his ninth touchdown pass of the season. Seals Grove went up or would pull within 9-7 after the PAT was good by rule. And then Swineford made an athletic play, stepped in front of the defender, stepped over the defender, and would race 72 yards for a touchdown. And that would put Seals Grove up 14-9, and they would never trail again. They win this one 21-9. Got Ryan down on the field. Derek making his way over to Ryan. So we're not going to waste any time. As soon as Derek makes his way over to Ryan, we're going to send it down on the field. Winning coach, Derek Hicks, gets his 30 Sixth victory as head man of the Seals Grove Seals. Derek makes his way over after talking to Ben Reichley. Ryan, let's send it down to the field to Derek Hicks. Actually, we're getting bumped by Kevin Herr because Kevin, Sunbury captain guy, Pat, is doing television tonight. I wonder what Sean's thoughts are on this. So we're going to have to go back up to you in the booth until I can get a hold of Coach Hicks, hopefully here in just a minute or two. Well, then let's send it back to Sean, get some updated scores as Derek Hicks is checking in with the delay of game, Kevin Herf. All right, guys, thanks very much on our Aubrey Alexander Toyota out-of-town scoreboard as we check the playoffs tonight in Quad A, the other semifinal tonight. Jersey Shore shut out Columbia Montour Votech 52 to nothing, so that'll set up the championship game one week from tonight at Thompson Street Stadium. The Seals at Jersey Shore will have airtime next Friday night beginning at 6 here on Eagle 107. Moving to District 4 AA tonight in the quarterfinals. It was Southern Columbia, your top seed in easy time, 55-0 over Line Mountain. Southern Columbia will take on either Troy or Wellsboro next week. Currently in the fourth quarter, Troy leading Wellsboro 38-26. Mount Carmel trounced Tawanda 41-6. Next up for Mount Carmel in the Silver Bowl next Friday night in a semifinal game. They will take on North Penn Mansfield as they eliminated Bloomsburg tonight at Mansfield University 16-6. And in District 4 Single A tonight, number one seed Canton. They're having their best season in close to 20 years. They eliminated South Williamsport 29-7. Canton will take on Muncie in a Week 5 rematch. Muncie tonight over Sayre 19-7. Let's continue with our Service Electric Cablevision postgame show. We return to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field as the Seals get the win tonight. 21-9 over Midwest, Pat O'Brien and Ryan Brandt. Guys? Appreciate it, Sean. And as we continue with the postgame show, opportunity 
to bring to you the Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. And again, when you break things down, Early on, was it the safety that put Midwest up 9 nothing? Seals Grove struggling for any offense. Would nine points be enough for Midwest to win this one here tonight? So that was a candidate for the Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. And then you got into the second quarter. Joe Kahn on the touchdown reception to pull uh, Seals Grove within 9-7. But then you had the 72-yard touchdown reception by Ben Swineford from Danny Schuck. And that definitely was a candidate for the Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Joe Kahn had a big run to put Seals Grove down close within that 15-yard play drive. That was a candidate for the Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game because you think, is that going to lead to at least a field goal? But Seals Grove did not settle with the field goal. They ended up getting a 14-yard touchdown run by Danny Schock, his fifth of the season. So that also was a candidate for the Schmokendam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. But tonight's Schmokendam Health Center backbreaker play of the game is a 72-yard touchdown reception from Ben Swineford. He got his fourth touchdown reception of the season coming from freshman quarterback Danny Schock, who got his 10th touchdown pass of the season. So that's the Schmokendam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Schmokendam Health Center offering medical care, chiropractic care, Rehabilitation and more. Call 570-743-433 for an appointment. That's the Smokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Waste no time. Let's send it down to the field as Ryan has Derek Hicks on the field. On the field here with the Seals postgame show presented by Electric Cable Vision. Seals get the win tonight in the first round of district playoffs, 21-9. I'm here with Coach. Coach, I'm not even going to ask anything. Just what are your thoughts on that game? That was a crazy game from start to finish. Yeah, you know, I mean, you get weather like this and uh, you get some crazy games. And we, we kind of thought coming in we'd be able to throw the ball uh, against these guys. And then this decides to happen tonight. And, you know, that certainly limits your passing game. And we knew if we were going to win, we were going to have to find a way to, you know, some some simple passes, some short stuff, and uh, be able to get the running game going. And, uh, you know, sometimes you swallow your pride and realize an experiment failed and uh you know you start feeding nate and joe and uh, those two guys took over the game well, that was my next question what what was it what what made you finally say you know what we're going back to what we did nine weeks um you know i mean 59 for them uh, only a sophomore but he was getting a great push inside against joe and uh you know i said hey if joe's struggling to block him we might as well let joe run the ball and uh so you know we brought uh mike mall in at that point in the game and then uh trey bainey came off you know, he's been hurt came back and had a big game and uh you know those two guys did a nice job what was the reaction of shown and joe con when you told them to to switch their jerseys uh they knew we brought the two and the five it was in the back pocket last week and they knew it was here tonight and uh, i kind of said we'll see how it goes the first quarter with this weather but we're gonna have to be able to run the ball and if it's not working we're gonna make the switch and about the end of the first quarter i told uh, coach voss and coach uh, ferraro switch them up and uh you know sometimes you guess right and it works out it was great coaching on your half. Also, great time management there you did at the end of the first half and able to save enough time to get that second touchdown in the lead, which ended up being the game-winning touchdown for Swineford. Um, anything, though, this team tonight uh, surprised you with in Midwest? Yeah, no, Midwest came to play, and, you know, I said they, they've been a running team all year, and they've been tough against the run all year. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, 
like I said, with the weather conditions the way they are, kind of played into their favor because they were running, and uh, it forced us to have to run the ball, which, you know what, honestly, going, going up to Jersey Shore next week, I think this is a great preparation game. Is it the birth of a rivalry? Uh, we'll see. I mean, yeah, it was certainly fun. These guys know each other, and, uh, you know, credit to them. They had a good year, a good first season under that Midwest logo, and uh, I have a funny feeling we'll be seeing them in years to come. Coach, you're going to see another team next week that you've seen many a times. And in the same place, Jersey Shore, good luck next week and go get that district championship. All right, we appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Pat, we're going to go back up to you, and the coach is going to address this team, and I'm going to grab two players to interview. We'll continue with the Seals postgame show presented by Service Electric Cablevision. Back up in the booth. Well, don't try to grab Sean. You might get hurt. So as Ryan's looking to grab a couple guys down on the field, Again, we uh, will be at Jersey Shore next week, so you want to uh, tune in at 6 o'clock. We'll have the uh, Sunbury Motors game day for you, 6.30. We'll hear from the head man, Derek Hicks, as we just did there down on the field. After uh, that, we'll have the opening kickoff at 7 o'clock, and, of course, it all happened here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. And, you know, this is a game, as Derek talked about, you know, you, you make changes, you try to guess, and you try to make things work, and, boy, the opportunity to get uh, shown and Khan in the backfield, set up things, and then Danny Shock ends up getting two pass, uh, two uh, touchdown passes. And again, both seniors, Joe Khan and Swineford, stepped up there. So, well, let's take a break, send it back to Sean Carey, and then we'll come back and see if Ryan's able to snag a couple of players, and then we'll wrap up things here from Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. Sean? Scale new heights with Service Electric Cablevision Internet Service. One gig is here. Your entire family can binge watch their favorite shows online, stream movies and music, game like a champion, tweet and Snapchat with friends, all at once on multiple devices. One gig means everyone can do more seamlessly with no buffering or slowdowns. Call 877-955-SECV or visit secv.com slash internet today. That's secv.com slash internet. There's a new breed of dog in town and so many different ways to make your mouth water. You've got the Coney Island dog with chili, onions, grated cheese, and mustard. You've done got your basset hound with blue cheese coleslaw, dill pickle, tomatoes, mustard, and poppy seeds. Oh, si, senor. Don't forget the chihuahua with bacon slice, chili, and cheese. I guess you can teach old dogs new tricks. Stop by Wicked Dog Grill at 28 South Market Street in Seals Grove and make sure to like Wicked Dog Grill on Facebook. We all have a path in life. Some play on the field. Others prefer jogging along the riverfront or being a weekend warrior. Wherever your path takes you, we will keep you on it. At UPMC Susquehanna, our top-rated orthopedic team, sports medicine specialists and rehabilitation professionals are the team behind the team. Call 570-321-2020. Eagle 107. It's time for the Seals Post Game Show, sponsored by Service Electric Cablevision. Once again, here are Pat O'Brien and Ryan Brandt. Welcome back to the Service Electric Post Game Show here from Seals Grove Area High School. I see Ryan down on the field as the players have broke the huddle. So let's send it down to Ryan as he has uh, Nate Jones standing by. All right, we are back on the field. The Seals Post Game Show presented by Service Electric Cablevision. I am with Nate Schoen, number 51, number 5. Uh, whatever it is, right, whatever it takes. Big game tonight for you. You did have 
seven tackles tonight, and also offensively, if I can read it from all this rain, which Mr. Schoen calls football weather. 11 carries for 45 yards, two receptions for 14 yards. What was it like when Coach said, put on number five? Oh, it was unbelievable. I was so surprised. I saw him. I saw my jersey, and I was like, dang, is that really it again? We brought it back out. I was so excited. Well, and you ran like you were excited. Immediate impact. Uh, what was it like the moment that you started getting some runs and, and Joe Conn was able to get some runs off? What was the morale in the huddle? Oh, it was it was amazing. Me and Joe in the backfield, pretty unstoppable. We just run through people, and after if he's tired, then I'm coming in. If I'm tired, he's going back in. feel like times of old. What was it about Midwest early on in that game? They come out and surprise you guys a little bit? Uh, not too, not too much. We just mental mistakes weren't weren't ready to play, and that's about it. Yeah, you like the running back position better than the line. I do, I do. <laughs> well, a good game tonight. Congratulations, you're one win away from a district title, and you get to go against a common foe in Jersey Shore. Yep, yep. Thank you. All right, and just in time, I got senior Blaze Ziders. Well, Mr. Ziders, that was a scary start. What was your feelings as you're seeing your Seals group seals down 9 nothing? Man, it's one of those things. It was like last last home game probably ever for me. It was one of those things where it was like, wow, it's 9 nothing right now. I don't want this to be my last game. I take credit for some of those those points given there. Bad snaps. The weather got to me. But you know what? I tried to re- regroup, and we capitalized, and our defense was strong tonight, and our offense turned it on then, second half, and that's what happened. Ben Swinebert with a nice catch. Nate Schoen with some great runs. Worked great. Now, did you take your gloves off? It looked like you maybe took your gloves off and threw them. Were they giving you an issue? Uh, it was one of those things where the ball was wet, so my gloves got wet. So I'd put them back on for defense, but for offense, I'd take one off and then just snap without it. On defense, you had a big night, 13 tackles tonight. Do you have any idea how many tackles for a loss you had? Oh, man, I have no clue. You had five and also had a sack. What was it, especially in the second half, what was it that just got you flowing there on the defensive side? It was one of those things. It's like, man, this is my last game ever. I might as well. The first half, I wasn't doing anything crazy, and I'm like, it's time to turn it up, get some pressure on the QB, and that was my goal. Now, when you saw your fellow linemen switch their jerseys and go to running back, which in all my years of watching football and even covering for the last 10 years of Seals football, I've never seen anything like it. What was going on in your head as you saw uh, Sean and, and, and Joe Conn on the sideline doing a, a costume change? It was one of those things where it's like, all right, we, we weren't getting anything going. Might as well try put them in the backfield. Nate, Nate Schoen getting some ground and pound yards, and you know what? It ended up working. Switch, the switch worked. It's just one of those things. It's a nightly basis that we choose what works and what doesn't. Now, you played Jersey Shore previous in the year, and you guys actually handled them. This is a team that looks like they, that they have improved tremendously as the season's going on since you played them. You're going to their place, district championship, a history of going back and forth with that team. You as a senior, how are you going to keep your team in check, keep them focused, and not think, hey, we beat them pretty good early in the season. we we got to improve. we got to get better. How are you going to approach this team this week? Uh, lots of film this week. It's going to be imperative that we watch a lot of film. They're a whole different team. They always they always are from the beginning of the season to the end. We always see them in the later season, and they're always a new team. We always put up a good fight, and it's going to be a fun game to watch, I think. Well, good luck to you. We're, we're, we're excited to go watch you play. We don't like going to Jersey Shore so much, but... We had any, any chance to get to see you guys play, we'll take it. Congratulations on a great game. Thank you. All right, Pat, that finished the Seals postgame show on the field presented by Service Electric Cable Vision. I am soaking wet, so I hope you have an extra jacket for me. But we'll continue with you and Zach in the booth. Appreciate it from down on the field, Ryan. Thank you for taking on the weather and also meeting up with Derek Hicks and obviously 
the Seals Grove players and uh, Nate Schoen and Blaze Ziders. We continue with the Service Electric postgame show as we bring you the stats given to me by our stat man, Zach Showers. Taking a look, team numbers again. Seals Grove wins this one 21-9, 21 unanswered points for the Seals after they saw themselves to fall 9-0. They were able to get two touchdown passes and then finally a touchdown run by freshman quarterback Danny Schock. But taking a look, team numbers, just six first downs for Midwest through the ball game. Seals Grove with 10 in the rushing department, 108 for Seals Grove, just 40 for the Midwest Mustangs. Passing department, Danny Schock ends up with 167 yards passing, just 63 for the Mustangs. So total yards, 200. And 75 for the Seals Grove Seals, 103 for the Midwest Mustangs, and it's worth noting, six in the second half for the Mustangs. Penalties still at issue. Between the two teams, 19 penalties, Seals Grove with 11 and 100 yards, and the Midwest Mustangs, eight penalties for 74 yards. Only one turnover in this entire game, which, as Zach said to me off the air, surprising under situation as we were seeing here tonight but it did turn out that one turnover was a fumble recovery in the end zone for the midwest mustangs but again seals grove able to overcome that in the nine point deficit to win this one 21 to nine look at it individual numbers for the seals grove seals excuse me for first for the midwest mustangs piccioni and we talked about it what a warrior that kid was as he put it all on the line here tonight against a good defense of the seals grove seals he ended up five for 15 for 63 yards and he also ran 15 times for 30 yards also running the ball klein 17 carries or excuse me 12 carries for 17 yards and lover four carries for seven yards in the passing department uh, Register and Klein, two catches apiece, and LeVan had one catch for the Midwest Mustangs. For the Seals Grove Seals in the rushing department, as yes, Khan and Schoen changed their numbers and costumes, as Ryan said, and they end up running the ball 24 times between them. Khan, 13 for 63 yards. Schoen, 11 carries for 45 yards. Hollenbach, 9 carries for 15 yards. Danny Schock had 5 carries, and one of them, was able to take it into the end zone for the touchdown and the touchdown to put the final nail in the coffin for the Seals Grove Seals. Danny Schock ended up 8 for 15, 167 yards and two touchdowns in the victory for the Seals Grove Seals in this District 4 Quad A semifinal game. This will send Seals Grove to the district championship game once again against the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. And remember, each week on Eagle 107, you can hear live play-by-play action in the Bucknell Bison football with Doug Birdsong and Kevin Hurt starting with the Bison buildup on Eagle 107. Hey, I want to say good luck to Murphy and the 7th and 8th grade Lady Seals basketball as they'll take on Lewisburg tomorrow. So good luck to all of them. And also, again, good luck to the boys' soccer as they're looking for district gold as are the football team next week. And speaking of next week, you can hear Seals as they'll take on the Jersey Shore Bulldogs from Thompson Street Stadium. Catch Seals game day with me, Pat O'Brien, Ryan Brand, starting at 6. Derek Hicks pregame show at 6.30, followed by the kickoff at 7 o'clock. Again, that wraps up the Seals postgame show presented by Service Electric Cablevision. The final score here in the District 4 Quad A semifinal game, Seals Grove beat Midwest Mustangs 21-9. For Zach Showers, our stat guy, Sean Carey, our producer, and Ryan Brandt. This is Pat O'Brien saying thanks for joining us for tonight's Seals football on Eagle 107. Up next, scores and highlights from across the region and the Alpha Electric Electrifying Call of the Week. Will it be 
the Swineford 72-yard touchdown reception? You'll have to listen to find out. It all comes with Sean Carey in the Sunbury Motor Seals game night right here on Eagle 107 and the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app.